Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Wednesday. We're coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is J.J. Jackson. I have the pleasure to be joined today by Tom Peavy and Mr. Ryan LaVoy. Uh, Javon Cutler is going to pop his head in a little bit later. And as we do each and every Wednesday, our good buddy Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders on the Plains hanging out with us for the first little bit here on the show. If you would like to be a part of the show, your phone calls are welcome on the Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 as all of our sports call callers and guests join us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Tom Peavy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, it's been a busy last couple of days of running around getting stuff done, but uh, yeah, doing great and uh, ready to see this uh, SEC tournament get yeah. going and see... You know what's going to happen with Auburn coming up here in a couple of days. Fortunately for Auburn, they get to sit back and relax. A double buy, yeah, double buy. So sit back and watch the madness happen in front of them. And uh, it's already been madness. It's already been March madness with uh, upsets and fights in the stands and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. So yeah, I think it's just going to get more interesting as as we progress on through tournament time. We were able to see the Auburn men's basketball team have a uh, reverse tiger walk, so to speak, to send them off as. They travel down south to play in Atlanta in the upcoming uh, SEC tournament. And again, it starts tonight with uh, the really bad teams play in the first round. And then you uh, wait until Friday when a couple of the top four seeds finish their double bye and they get into action. Tim, how are you? I'm doing great today. It's been a busy day. And I looked down and saw that it was like 2.35 and it was time to come and (laughs) get to hang out with the sports guys. Exactly. Doing great. Exactly. Ryan, how are you? Uh, doing well, and uh, I think uh, the not good teams is a good way of putting it because uh, the combined records of tonight's games are well below 500. <laughs> uh, Georgia, at with the most losses they've ever had in a season, plays tonight. Uh, you got Ole Miss, might be the best team of the four that play today. So uh, it is very early on. We've seen some of the major tournaments already getting underway. Saw Syracuse clock literally and figuratively uh, Florida State, uh, Bayheim. Buddy Bayheim had a nice gut punch to a Florida State player. Um, I saw that clip, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the major conferences getting underway. And, of course, it's always cool to see the smaller conferences because that's the only way they get in the NCAA tournament. And I think 11 bids already sealed coming yeah. into today. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful time of year. It's not just the NCAA tournament. It really starts with these two weeks preceding it because of all the conference tournaments. And uh, for a lot of these teams, you know, it's it's their March Madness because they don't get to the big dance unless they win their conference tournament. So the, their sense of urgency is every bit as high as anyone else's. So uh, it's good to watch all these conference tournaments and uh, you know, still in retrospect, great Auburn. You know, first time I've been on the show, so great that Auburn was able to finish off the regular season and win it outright. But uh, 
yeah, this this week loaded with college basketball and loaded with teams that seasons will come to an end. 334-887-3401 to be a part of the program. We were not on the air yesterday. Obviously, we were out with Smith Station High School. Saw some fun games for the baseball team taking on Opelika, the softball team playing Central, and uh, enjoyed bringing you coverage of that, but glad to be back on the air here today. A little bit later, Auburn Baseball is playing in Huntsville against Tennessee Tech. They're playing at the home of the Huntsville Trash Pandas in the minor league baseball world, and so uh, Auburn Baseball will be back in action a little bit later tonight. But So we weren't on the air yesterday, and you mentioned some of the smaller conferences punching their ticket. What a fun finish we saw in my neck of the woods Back in Asheville, North Carolina, the Chattanooga-Furman game had a buzzer beater to send a team to the big dance. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what you live for in March, and you, you can go on YouTube and watch you know, all the different videos of all the buzzer beaters over the years in the big tournament, but also in conference tournaments. And uh, like I said, the sense of urgency is there because that's to get in the NCAA tournament. You don't win that game. You're not even close to the NCAA right. tournament if you're in a conference like that. And Furman gets a bucket to take a two-point lead with – Four seconds left. Chattanooga got to go the length of the floor, and then they hit a 30-foot contested three at the buzzer, <laughs> and it's, it's pandemonium. And yeah. and you love stuff like that. And, and so now Chattanooga gets to go on and go to the NCAA tournament where they might lose by 30 or they might ruin someone's bracket, and that's what makes it so special. I can't wait to see it all take place. On Sunday, we will get a look at the first edition of uh, the only edition each year of Selection Sunday. It's, uh, it's <laughs> well, you could say the men's and women's tournament. There's two editions in that regard. La- but yeah, one la- edition last, of year, last year, March Madness, they played it basically all based out of Indianapolis, right? And so there's a little bit more normalcy here where you're going to have the four regions that are hosting games yeah. and that sort of thing. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're watching well, March Madness games at Purdue last year, you know, yeah. hosting a couple of uh, first yeah, and Yeah, and we're trying to games. figure out what teams get to play in the bigger <laughs> venues, what teams playing in the smallest <laughs> venue. And and now you get to go back to bickering on, why is this team a two seed? Yeah, they have exactly. to go all the way across the country while this three seed gets right in their backyard and that sort of thing. And I was reading a thread the other night of all the uh, stipulations that people don't realize exist for the NCAA tournament about if you've played twice in a season, you're not allowed to meet until the Sweet 16. If Uh you've played three times, you can't meet until, I think, the Final Four. Right. Uh, I mean, like that's why, because you think, oh, you know, they could put Carolina and Duke in a bracket and make them play in the Elite Eight or something, right? Well, any team that's played three times, they don't let play till the final four. And a lot of times, Carolina Duke end up playing in the uh, in the ACC tournament and play a third time. So there's a lot of stipulations about how recently you played, how many times you played, and that sort of thing. You can't have two teams from the same conference match up in the first round, which some of that is more obvious than others. But there really is a lot more stipulations to how they see teams than people realize. 334-887-3401 if you want to call in and chat with us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's talk about this as well. Uh, we mentioned this on last week's show. Again, I wasn't here on Wednesday in the particular show uh, that Tim was able to stop by. I was in Atlanta with Auburn softball getting set to take on Georgia State. Talked a little bit about the fact that you were going to get to go to your first gymnastics meet for the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Ryan, you followed it. We were all following it because here we are taking on Florida uh, for a chance to win the SEC championship. And on television, it looked like Auburn Arena was absolutely rocking, and you actually got to be there in person. Oh, it was it was extremely 
extremely rocking. And, you know, I've never been to one. I yeah. enjoy watching it on the Olympics because such superior athleticism. It's unbelievable. And it's, you know, and to see it in person and as opposed to being on the TV was even much more dramatic. <laughs> so my wife had never been to one, so we both went. Or we took a, one of our realtor friends with us, and, man, it was rocking. I didn't know what to expect, you yeah. know, it was from a crowd standpoint because you had some other things going on that day, and, you know, Auburn softball, I believe, was playing yeah. away, and then baseball was in town. So there was – but, man, it was alive. So, you know, and getting to see, I think – and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Sunny Lee is the – ninth overall most decorated gymnast in the history of United States gymnastics, I think. I believe so. But whatever it is, it's, it's some it's – some, it's And to be so young still and, yeah, and playing and I mean, college. You know, I'm looking at the thing and it's like, okay, she's a freshman. I'm like, <laughs> my gosh, she was doing this when she was like 16 years old. Yeah. What? I mean, just – I was blown away, man. Right, right. And it, when you've never been before – you don't really realize that multiple events are happening at once, right? Like anytime you go to watch an athletic competition, everybody's kind of watching the same thing, right? You're watching the basketball on one end of the floor. They race down the, you're watching the pitcher catcher throw one pitch at a time, football, whoever's got in gymnastics. So many things are going on at once. Yeah. There was, you know, with the, the end we were sitting on, I hate to refer to it as the end zone cause we were in the arena, but still to me, it's during yeah. the end zone. Uh, but you know, you you had you had the vault, you had the uneven bar, so you were like watching a girl run down the vault. The first one, I thought she was so fast, I thought she'd go run up in the stands. Yeah, I mean, literally, they almost are track stars. And so you you know you watch a girl vault, then you watch a girl on uneven bars, then they you know when they I learned this word after after that rotation rotation uh, yeah you, know, you learned that. it yep. I learned and then then you've got the four exercises going on over here with the balance beam and my wife. She finally said, after a while on the balance beam, she was like, would you please stop? I'm like, what, what are you doing? She said, you're squeezing my arm every time one of those girls is on the balance beam. Because, like, like I said, on TV, you are you don't have that dynamic of the of being that close. And these girls are, like, flipping to a, what, a four-inch? Is yeah. it four or six? I don't, I don't care. I don't it ain't wide enough. Uh, yeah. I'd I fall mean, off of it trying to get on it. I know I, that. I wouldn't even stand on it. And these girls are flipping multiple times backwards and landing in the same spot. It's honestly terrifying. It is terrifying and amazing at the same time. So I was like killing popcorn, drinking my drink, <laughs> squeezing my wife's arm. But, hey, my hat's off to these girls. And, I, of course, I had a special, you know, affinity for Jada. Because yeah. she was one of the girls that or one sure. of the athletes that came out. So to see her – out with the crowd at the at the grand opening, and then to say, "Hey, you know, I've been able to, to converse with her on a personal level and appreciate right what these girls and her do to right. be able to do that." Man, blown away! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I, I, I'll tell you the one thing that I've seen that is so impressive to me with with all of the gymnasts, but especially with Suni Lee. Suni Lee could very well be that prima donna type if she, I guess, if she wanted to, and just go into the locker room and just kind of be herself be you know in her own world or whatever she's not she's out there up in the stands meeting all the kids taking pictures with kids signing autographs for kids that is incredible for for the athlete that is as decorated as she are is as famous as she is from uh, the olympics and dancing with the stars and all that i have seen so many athletes that don't want to interact like that um i i had an uh interaction with uh, terrell owens one time he, he was playing in a celebrity basketball game at auburn high school and all the other uh nfl nba athletes were all out there signing autographs to was upstairs eating and they and somebody actually had to go and get him and tell him hey man this is kind of part of what we're supposed to do and he just he 
didn't want to do it. And I mean, this was the thing that, I mean, all these kids were there to see them. And he was one of the biggest, if not the biggest star there. And he just didn't want anything yeah. to do with it. But sure. Suni, Suni Lee doesn't seem to be that way. She is in the stands, meeting all the kids, taking pictures, signing everything. Uh, just absolutely incredible that, that she is that way. Yeah, um, I, it, it makes everybody love her even more. And that's what I told my wife. You know, to have that motivation that you're talking about and, and, and to just soak it up and enjoy it after what stage she's been on. Sure. Not to diminish the, the, the right. collegiate stage, but to be an Olympian and to still have that motivation and that drive. And the, the event itself, you know, if you're watching on TV, you're watching The Vault or you're watching right. The Pommel, you know, whatever you're watching. They were going – I mean, it was just like two hours. And then it was a it was a tie. Yeah. Score-wise, it was a tie. So, I mean, it's like we got – I don't know what – is it overtime? Is right. It, but I'm, I'm telling my wife, I don't know. Are we going like – do we? Is the first one to kick a field goal? The first guy <laughs> that – you know, the fir- or the first lady that actually like jumps off the vault – you know, it goes is it a flip off? Is like, what, flip are, off? what yeah. are we doing? Exactly. But it was opposite. You know, last week, you guys, I listened to the show last week when y'all were talking about, like, time limits. What yeah. should be done time limit-wise on, like, football. Right. You say football games. I wanted to call in, by the way, so bad. I had you great, need to. I had great ideas. I had great ideas. But the t- it was so fast and over with. I, I was elated, you know. Yeah. We can move on. I know I'm rambling, but I had a great time. No, it was awesome. It was awesome to follow, and I know that that was something that uh, you had on the, the to-do list going yeah. into the weekend. and. Uh, glad you had a great time. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Give us a call to join the show, 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at one 888 9 Auburn Bank, our proud sponsor of the sports call phone line. We're back in a moment. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back on the Abbey Award-winning sports talk show, this is Sports Call Auburn, WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. Are you looking to buy a home or refinance the one that you're in? Are you not sure which loan is right for you? Just ask the folks at Hometown Lenders. Hometown Lenders' team of experts can help you no matter your situation. From first-time home buyers to those about to retire, don't fight with the loan process on your own. Contact Hometown Lenders at 256-476-0823 or online at hometownlendersontheplains.com. Come see us at 1943 South College Street. Hometown Lenders, we make home financing easy and affordable. JJ Jackson with Tom Peavy, Ryan LaVoy, and Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders hanging out with us here on the program as he does each and every Wednesday. What's going on at the office this week, Tim? What do people need to know about? Well, you know, uh, I know that probably people realize that they hear the negative things all the time. The interest rates are climbing, but they're not out of control. It's a great time, actually, to uh, explore one of the different programs that we have. Yeah. So, you know, if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is is a great time. There's, you know, to kind of get right straight to it, there's kind of a sweet spot sometimes when interest rates increase. Sure. And they're not out of control, like I said. But they're at a point to where, hey, two or three years down the road, 
got a kid getting, you know, somebody's ready to go to college, you know, you pay off some debts, you're in a position that you might be able to do a, a, a cash out refi. There's a lot of options available to you. Those people that have just refinanced and got those two twos and, you know, got those really low rates, they'll never refinance again uh, as far as lowering the rate. So, you know, you could come in, obviously, after the grand opening, which, yeah, I know I'm still beating that horse in the ground. But It was, hey, it was a big deal. A it was a great deal. day. It was a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but, yes, I mean, we're open. Come in, you know, see us on South College Street, 1943. Come in, tell Alicia you'd like to speak to one of our loan officers. You know, call the office at 908-3024. Ask to speak to a loan officer. If you just want to talk, sometimes you don't have to be ready. You know, we could even throw in. We could talk a little sports while you're there. We Let's do to, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could throw on. You know, if it's if it's three o'clock, we could throw on a little ninety five nine. Listen to sports talk while we do mortgages. <laughs> That's what we like. So you know, a little 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 give and get there. So yeah, you know, just uh, we're ready to help. There's a lot of opportunities out there right now. A lot of different loan products that fit different people's needs. All right, let's uh, let's move forward with today's program. Let's celebrate some birthdays and sports on this Wednesday. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Always in a birthday mood. Look, tomorrow is going to be special because uh, the one and only Brooks Monroe Childress celebrates his birthday. So Brooks is not in studio right now, but we are going to go absolutely crazy for tomorrow's birthdays and sports. Anytime it's one of our own, that's worth celebrating. So uh, happy early birthday to Brooks. And as obnoxious as yeah, I he's am... Yeah, tur- he's turning 64. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's getting old. He's getting very old. As obnoxious as I am, on Friday's show, I'm also going to celebrate a happy ber- belated birthday to Brooks Childress. So, all right, let's do it for today, I think though. he'll like that. Let's do it for today. Clint Dipsy is turning 39 years old, a retired American soccer player who played in the Premier League for Fulham and Tottenham Hotspur and in the MLS for the New England Revolution and the Seattle Sounders. Also represented the USA during his soccer playing career. Played college soccer at Furman, drafted eighth overall in the 2004 MLS Super Draft, and was a 2016 MLS Cup champion with the Sounders. Happy birthday, Clint Dempsey. Brooks' Seattle Sounders. I'm sure he's pleased to have a, a day away from, yeah, from Clint Dempsey. From his favorite like soccer that. player, mm-hmm. and you're one day away uh, in terms of your birthdays. Matt Barnes is turning 42, a former NBA forward who played from 2004 until 2017 with the Clippers, Kings, Knicks, 76ers, Warriors, Suns, Magic, Lakers, and Grizzlies. Did I get them all? A 2017 NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors, played college basketball at UCLA, and a second-round pick in the 2002 NBA draft. Happy birthday, Matt Barnes, who turns 42. Happy birthday to Najee Harris, who's turning 24, a running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 2021 Pro Bowler, two-time CFB National Champion while at Alabama, 2020 SEC Championship Game MVP, 2020 Unanimous All-American, and the 24th overall pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. Najee Harris is turning 24, and it took him no time whatsoever to find success in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, well, with running backs, they have potentially such short careers because they're high usage. I mean, a lot of guys fall out of their primes late 20s. We've seen that with the previous Pittsburgh running back, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, yeah. he's he's only 30, and he's an afterthought in the league now. So a lot of those guys, they're ready from day one. And we saw Saquon Barkley jump on the right. scene, and he's been injured and not the same since. McCaffrey's already getting a lot of injury problems in Carolina. So sometimes you, you start fast and – 
You don't. You fade pretty quickly. No so doubt about that. I'm not. I'm not trying to say Najee's going to be gone in three years. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that it. They they need to start having good rookie seasons and good good early careers because you don't know how long it's going to last if you're running back. We've now got uh, also celebrating birthday today. Brian Bosworth is turning 56, nicknamed the Boz, a former NFL linebacker who played from 1987 until 1989, all with the Seattle Seahawks, a 1985 national champion while playing at Oklahoma. Two-time Buckus Award winner as the best linebacker in college football. Two-time unanimous All-American. First overall pick of the 1987 Supplemental Draft. He has appeared in a number of acting roles and is the sheriff in the Fansville Dr. Pepper commercials. The Boz is turning 56, Tom. Probably still has nightmares of Bo Jackson (laughs) flattening him. (laughs) That was COVID. Bo Jackson just absolutely embarrassed him in a game. Just ran when he was the boss. Right. He was this untouchable well, guy. I mean, yeah, you, well, you and, gave off all his linebacker yeah, accolades, yeah. and Bo said, he "I don't like, care." I'll just, I mean, just destroyed him. I just flat ran over his butt. Have I've seen not, that highlight a time or two. Have you not waited on the Fansville commercial to like have Bo Jackson as the <laughs> enemy, and like uh, he refuses to chase him? That would I've be a good been, idea. Been down that road, yeah. you know. We need to get you on the Dr. Pepper marketing. That's good stuff right there. Uh, Another birthday for you. Aaron Boone is turning 49, a current manager for the New York Yankees, a former third baseman from 97 until 09 with the Reds, Yankees, Indians, Marlins, Nationals, and Astros, a 2003 All-Star, played college baseball for USC and was selected in the third round of the 1994 MLB draft. His father, Bob, played and managed in the MLB. His brother, Brett, was a four-time Gold Glove winner and an MLB All-Star as well. Aaron Boone is turning 49 years old and is still the manager of the New York Yankees. I knew you'd bait me with that. (laughs) I knew you would because you know my thoughts on if he should still be the Yankees manager or not. But uh, Which he should. He does have – we won't talk about the negatives with Aaron Boone because, A, I just want there to be guaranteed baseball games. Right. You know, how about that, Rob Manfred? And then, two, um, he does have one of the more, more iconic home runs in, in Yankee history, maybe even baseball history with his home run to beat the Red Sox down the line. 2003. So, yeah. yeah, sadly. Uh, anyway, Aaron Boone turning 49. And then we can't make this up. Talk about timing. Celebrating a birthday today on March 9th, 2022, turning just 19 years old, Sunisa Lee is celebrating her birthday today. The Auburn gymnast, the U.S. gold medal Olympic winning gymnast, Suni Lee turns 19. Uh, Daryl talked about her kindness at Waffle House <laughs> when, he, when he called in and told us his Waffle House stories there. So, uh, yeah, we've got Suni Lee celebrating a birthday today as she's turning just 19 years old. Wow. Wow. That's birthdays and sports. And if it is your birthday, happy birthday to you. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 to be a part of the program. As we go to our Auburn Bank phone line, we'll take a couple of phone calls here before our next commercial break. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve has called into today's program. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon, JJ and the rest of the whole wall gang there. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Good afternoon. And uh, I'm talking to you too, Tim. Tim, uh, the pressure is on, gentlemen. Yep. Let's go. Let's but get I'm to not, it. Nope. I'm not referring to the SEC tournament pressure. I'm talking about the Auburn basketball coaches. They put the pressure on the guys. According to Mr. Tom Green, if you haven't read it already, you might. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, maybe not for the players. But apparently yesterday, 
because uh, he left today at 1 o'clock, apparently. Uh, the team was uh, under pressure at the free throw line. Have you read the article? I haven't read that article from Tom yet, no. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, apparently uh, they were all having to work on their free throws under duress, according to the article. Okay. One player and one shot at a time, and if they made it, everyone was safe. But if any player missed their free throw shot, the team had 11 seconds to run a full-course sprint down and back. Hmm. Now, if that's not enough, how about this added pressure? When it came time for Jabari Smith, Ira Bowman yelled out loud from midcourt that if Smith's free throw even touched or grazed the rim as it went in, the team still had to do the 11-second run <laughs> of full-court sprint. And so when Smith made his free, free throw, it swished. There we go. Way to go, Jabari. Talk, talk about pressure. Yeah, that is big pressure. Got to switch it. Five. So let's keep going on, guys. Uh, I've seen all kind of, you know, SEC tournament predictions. I want to hear from you guys. How many wins do you expect or do you think Auburn's uh, team will need to, to win in the tournament in order to lock up a number one seed? Is it one win, two wins? Has to win the SEC tournament? I, I think it takes two wins. I, I think if they just if they win one and then lose, then uh, that's going to drop them to a two seed. So I, I, I think it's going to take two wins to keep a number one seed. It also depends what else is done because even if they only win two, I think they're, they're not guaranteed a one seed because if Kentucky wins the SEC tournament, I think Kentucky would jump them. And then if Arizona wins the Pac-12 championship, they're going to be a one seed. And then if Kansas or Baylor – who have both at times been ahead of Auburn, if either one of them wins the Big 12 tournament, then they're a one seed. So really the only way Auburn can prevent and make it not matter what someone else does is if they beat Kentucky or, or whoever and they win the SEC tournament. All right, Brian, I always respect your commentary. However, please justify for me, how does Kentucky jump over Auburn when Auburn has beat them in the regular season? And At home. Right, true, but Auburn also has less losses in the SEC than Kentucky does. Yeah, by one. It's not yeah. like it's astronomical, and okay, that's why so the. How, but if you still have that one, you know, uh, margin of uh, of game wins, then how do you get jumped? Well, because Kentucky is literally right behind Auburn and in, in the rankings and in the pecking order, and if they go further on the most recent outcome, they're going to advance. And a lot of Kentucky fans, and I'm not I'm not arguing this point for them, but I'm just saying a lot of fans will point out to you that since they didn't get a return trip for Auburn going to Lexington and Kentucky's guards both got hurt in the Auburn game, Kentucky fans would love to see that on a neutral court or in Lexington. And if we get that opportunity, then great. It'll kind of prove it Answer every question. Uh, in Tampa. But if not – then recent results will matter as they have their full team now. Well, uh, with all due respect there, uh, my friend Ron, uh, that same argument can be used against Kentucky as well because I don't hear uh, Kentucky complaining about some of the teams they played with some of their star players being injured or not playing. The difference is Kentucky is better than those teams, and there's a question on if Auburn or Kentucky is better. They're both in the same realm. If, If LSU is missing a player, I'm sorry, but Kentucky is still better than LSU, and that's clear. If you know someone like Missouri is missing a player, great, whatever. Uh, Kentucky is going to be a lot better than them. So 
Auburn and Kentucky are two of the five or six teams in the country that are can be vying for best team in the country and are good enough to win a national championship. Therefore, they're on a, a similar level. And either time any of their players on either team are missed, that's important to their success, that's going to matter. Well, I'm less concerned about that Kentucky team right now as I am after reading some other columnists that uh, it may end up knocking Auburn out, not because of Kentucky, but because two darn Big 12 teams might actually get in, you know, Baylor and Kansas. Yeah, it's going to be hard, but, uh, you know, I would say that if Auburn wins the SEC tournament, then that wouldn't happen. They're going to have to pick the Big 12 tournament winner as a one seed and the other one won't. And then you have Gonzaga, assuming Arizona wins the Pac-12 tournament, Arizona, the Big 12 tournament winner, and then Auburn. The only way two Big 12 teams can be a one seed is if Auburn and Kentucky both lose early. Even if one of those goes to the conference championship, that might be enough to unseat whoever loses the Big 12. It, it all just depends what those two, what those teams do. And, you know, it's why it's why I can't guarantee you unless Auburn wins the SEC tournament that they'll be a one seed. They might still be a one seed if they win two games because that scenario in the Big 12 might happen where Baylor loses in the quarterfinals or you know Arizona somehow doesn't win the Pac-12 tournament. But for now, you have to assume that the other teams are going to take care of their business. And so you have to take care of your business, and your business is trying to win the SEC tournament. Well, I appreciate you're confusing me with the facts. Uh, so, uh, having said all that, guys, trivia question. Mr. Jay, you rest you guys, because I saw this, I said, well, I didn't know this. What team in the past 10 years, since 2010, has the most Final Four appearances? Since 2010? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I can think of a handful that have had two, you know, like we'll just have to think out loud and kind of walk through this. Uh, Villanova's been to a couple of Final Fours since 2010 two, yeah. because they've won two. Duke has won two since mm-hmm. 2010. Uh, they've only been to two there. Kentucky has been to a couple of Final Fours since then in 2015, and Kentucky won it all in 2012. UConn would be in the mix there as well because they mm-hmm. went to a couple. Gonzaga's uh, been two. to a couple. Gonzaga's been to a couple. North Carolina has been uh, to a couple know. in 16 and 17. I don't know Wisconsin? who's uh, – Wisconsin's been to one. And f- two. They went to yeah. two. They went in 14 and 15. You're exactly right, Tim. Oh, gosh. Um, that's a good one. I've oh. got a ton of schools at two Aline- that I'm thinking of. Syracuse has been to a couple Kentucky won the championship with Davis in 12. Right. They went to the championship game with the Harrison Twins. They went to the Final Four when they lost to Wisconsin. So I can think of three. Right. Can you think of anyone else with three? I'm leaning Kentucky. Yeah. Michigan even has been to a couple oh, yeah. and lost title games. Um, this is a good one. I don't know. This yeah. is a good question. Since 2010, who has been to the most Final pick? Fours? Who's your pick, guys? I'll go Kentucky. Let's lock in Kentucky. I'm going to follow Ryan's I'll lead. I'll go Kentucky. All right. Well, you just sneaked in that one, though, JJ. Very good, Mr. Ryan LaVoy. You win a chicken dinner. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> Kentucky, the team that I love to hate with their coach, made four appearances oh. in the Final Four since 2010. They held, they held the most. Okay, very good. Duke and the rest of them you mentioned all have two, yes. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Kentucky has managed to uh, buy four Final Four appearances. All right. Now, moving on, guys, you know, sometimes when you say things, they come back to bite us. Well, here's a quote that apparently can be used uh, for uh, this coach to come back to bite him in the butt. Here's a quote, guys. 
Given the standards and expectations of Georgia basketball, we wholeheartedly agree with KD's desire to seek a new program. We certainly wish him the best and really hope he finds success in all areas moving forward. You know who said that, right? Tom Crean. Yes. Well, uh, that quote may be used uh, by the administration when he gets fired uh, after, I guess, tonight's uh, SEC tournament. Right. Yeah, it looks like uh, there are reports out there. KD? I cannot believe, well, I, I saw them Phil Marshall, uh, that he actually said that about KD. What would you have had him say? Uh, nothing like that. Yeah. They also lost I mean, Severe Wheeler, who's playing for Kentucky now. George has been through the ringer. Well, I mean, you know, if you want to say nothing but neutral, just say we certainly wish him the best, right? But no, he had to rub it in and say, given the standards and expectations of Georgia basketball, well, Tom, well, Mr. Crean, given the standards of Georgia basketball, guess what? You probably won't be the coach anymore. And they had their worst season, yeah. Yeah, they won one SEC. Yeah, and who was their win? Who was their win again? Alabama. Alabama. Oh, my God. Alabama. Love to have that on my resume. About three right. minutes left with you, Steve. Okay, this is important, guys, if you're an Auburn fan. Go to hoophallawards.com, if you haven't already, and vote, please, for Jabari and Kessler Walker. Walker Kessler, yeah. Walker Kessler, yeah. Walker-Kessler, yeah. Uh, they're on the ballot. Uh, for these different uh, awards. HoopHall.com? HoopHallAwards.com. Okay. You can vote once a day. All right. Okay. So And we can trust guys, you to do that, Steve? Oh, I'm doing it every day, guys. There you go. Uh, you know me. And I'm so glad to know that uh, Mr. Uh, Brooks Children is uh, able to join the ARP there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Coming up tomorrow, you'll be able to talk to him on his birthday tomorrow. I'll tell him that uh, he needs to go ahead and put in his application, his AARP card. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll get him on tomorrow. So, guys, any of you guys going all to Tampa? And now we'll be I here. Wish. For we, all the, we wish. For all we'll the times here. I went in the fall, unfortunately, I'm not going this time. Okay. Now, uh, I'm sure Florida fans will be there by the droves. But do you think there will be a good contingent of Auburn fans there? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm hoping that since this is Auburn's spring break, I know a very popular spring break destination is Clearwater Beach down there, about 30 minutes from Tampa. I'm hoping that a lot of students at Auburn went down there to spring break and then going to head over across the bay and go to these games. All right. Well, until tomorrow, guys, you have a safe afternoon and evening, and uh, we'll uh, talk to Mr. Brooks Childers and wish him a war damn happy birthday. All right, guys. War Eagle until tomorrow. See you then, Steve War Eagle. That's retired War Damn Steve joining us there on the program. Let's take our next commercial break here on the show. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about Auburn basketball heading in to the SEC tournament. You're listening to the Abbey Award-winning sports call. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. All right, let's keep moving forward. This is Sports Call Auburn, Tiger 95.9 FM, JJ Jackson, Tom Peavy, Ryan LaVoy, Tim Gillespie, Steve there talking with us. Uh, most Final Four appearances since 2010, the Kentucky Wildcats 
in 2011, 2012, 2014, and 2015. Have not been since 2015. But the, the one seed, the big question and the big conversation, Ryan, I thought you did a great job breaking down kind of all the scenarios that are at play there for this Auburn basketball team. Yeah, because, you know, obviously Auburn fans are going to remember a few years back when they when Auburn won the SEC tournament and really didn't get much of a benefit from it at all on the seed line. I, I don't even think they moved up a full, full seed for winning an entire conference tournament. So I think a lot of people are going to remember that and question how much this actually matters. But depending on who you look at, I mean, if you look at Jerry Palm on CBS, Auburn is a one seed right now. You look at Lenardi on ESPN, who's obviously the most well-known. Auburn's the first number two seed. So obviously there's some room for debate right now between Auburn, Kentucky, uh, Kansas, maybe Baylor as well. And so to me, when it's that close, you're going to have to factor in what happens with these conference tournaments. And, you know, it's an ever-changing solution here because if if you're saying the real fight for four and five, let's say, let's say four and three and five, are Kentucky and Auburn and Kansas. Um, I should say four, five, and six are Auburn, Kentucky, and Kansas. And Kentucky, or excuse me, Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament. Then Auburn or Kentucky is going to have to win the SEC tournament if they want any chance of passing them, or, or I guess in that case, Baylor would have lost. So when did Baylor lose? If Kansas and Baylor don't win the Big 12 tournament, say Kansas somehow gets upset by... I don't, I don't know their bracket, but if that, that league's pretty good. So if they lost in the quarterfinals, then Auburn and Kentucky don't have to win the SEC. They just need to get to the final and have the other one not win. So, in other words, Auburn can't get to the final and lose to Kentucky because then Kentucky would pass them. But if Kentucky lost in the semis, Auburn won in the semis, well, Auburn's going to be over Kentucky because they went far, farther in the SEC tournament. And then they're going to likely jump Kansas because Auburn made the championship game of their conference. And Kansas lost in the quarters of theirs. They didn't even get close to the championship game. So it's an ever-changing wheel here with what these other teams do. The simplest thing I can say is if Auburn wins the SEC tournament, you should feel really good about them being a one seed because they're going to be in over Kentucky for sure. And then two teams can't win the Big 12. So Baylor or Kansas will take a loss. And I can't fathom them saying, you know what? Auburn didn't do enough with their conference tournament because this league is good. Everyone recognizes how good the SEC is this year. There's going to, have to be a lot of teams. There's multiple teams. You even look beside – I've been talking up Auburn, Kentucky because we're talking one seeds, but someone like Arkansas has a terrific chance to go deep in, in March. Tennessee has a terrific chance to go in March. Alabama could lose in the round of 64 or they can make the Elite Eight because they've beaten the type of teams like Gonzaga this year, uh, like Baylor. They beat – Baylor, that's two number one uh, perspective number one seeds that Bama's beat. They've also lost to Georgia. <laughs> so they can be out in the round of 64. They can make a deep run. There's four or five teams that can easily make the Sweet 16 in this conference. And so if Auburn can be the champion of that conference, both in its regular season and its postseason, there's not going to be two big 12 teams that they put in over them as a one seed. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 Tom, what about... Uh your thoughts for Auburn going in here and, and kind of looking at the NCAA tournament projections. Yeah, I, I, pretty much everything that was just said. I mean, I, I don't know that I have a whole lot more to add to that. But yeah, Auburn just needs to take care of business and then just see where it falls in place. Um, a, a win in the tournament 
you'll get the number one seed. Anything other than that, I mean, it's kind of up to the selection committee, and you just don't know what they may do. But, you know, if you're Auburn, just, yeah, go take care of business and let the pieces fall as they may, and then keep taking care of business after that. Uh, but I do also agree on, on these other teams that can make a run. Uh, everybody remembers Auburn's Final Four run. They they got on a hot streak, but they were not playing good basketball up to, you know, yeah. up to the – they, they were winning some good games, but they had some losses and just got absolutely demolished by Kentucky uh, and then went on their magical run. Well, you know, you've got some teams that have a chance to get on that magical run. Our, I, you know, I think Arkansas is, is a very dangerous team right now. Um, I think Alabama is way too inconsistent. We have seen that they can beat some top-tier teams, but they've you know mentioned they lost to Georgia and they've lost some others down the stretch but I, I think Arkansas Arkansas just seems like that dangerous team right now to keep an eye on but yeah like I said you know for Auburn just take care of business and everything will fall in place 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine if you would like to be a part of our show Kentucky has been to four final fours since 2010 North Carolina, Duke, Wisconsin, Kansas, Villanova, Michigan, Gonzaga, Syracuse have all been twice since 2010. Michigan State has been three times. So that was number two. Uh, Tom Izzo and the Spartans went in 10, 15, and in 19 there to the Final Four. Still just one national championship for Michigan in all those trips. Still just one national championship for Syracuse in all those trips. It's hard to win a national championship in the sport. It's really, really hard. And the thing it's is, it's really hard. When Sy- when Syracuse, uh, they, they won the title with Carmelo Anthony, didn't they? In 2003. They? In yes. three. And almost got beat by Auburn. Yep. Uh, Auburn, Auburn came so, so close to beating Syracuse with Carmelo Anthony in that tournament. But they didn't. And Syracuse kept on making it. But again, it shows you what. What can happen? I mean, we're talking about an Auburn team in 2003. Yeah. They, it's funny like they that. They almost that, you know, knocked off Carmelo Anthony. I mean, the year Auburn goes to the Final Four, they had more trouble, what was it, with New Mexico State than they did with Kansas or North Carolina. If yep. you if you told somebody that, yeah, Auburn, they they might lose New Mexico State, but you know what? They're going to thump Carolina and Kansas. People have been like, no, you have that backwards, right? What? You have that backwards. So um, you never know what moment gets a team together. And, and, and for that Auburn team, it came together in the SEC tournament. And, and that's why I talked to you about you You got to look at that nationally ranked like 13 through about 20 because those teams at some point this year have done something to look like a top-five team. They've beaten a top-five team or they've gone on a nice winning streak, but they've also done something where they lost to a team that's not in the NCAA tournament or they lost three out of four or something like that that made you forget about them just a little bit. Maybe maybe Villanova is a good example of that. And the SEC, Arkansas, got off to a slow start, lost a few early, then got re- has gotten really hot. And so those type of teams, you know, it's not always four number one seeds in the Final Four. Somebody's going to get be right. a little bit surprising. And so, you know, I- I'd be surprised if you didn't have a couple ones like Gonzaga or, or Auburn or – or Kentucky, whoever make a Final Four, but someone in there is going to get a favorable draw, or someone's going to get really hot. That in hindsight, you're like, oh, I could have seen that coming, or, or, or maybe you didn't because it's just madness. I don't know, but uh, it, it never goes chalk, and we'll talk a lot about that next week. But that's why even here you can take a lesson with conference tournaments and say, well, you know, I assume an Auburn versus Kentucky type of final, or, or you know, if you go to the Big Twelve, you know, B- Baylor and Kansas should make the final, right? Well. 
Texas Tech's been the top 15 all year. TCU just beat Kansas last week, and they're a five seed in that. They could match up with Kansas in the semi. So uh, this, this, this time of year is so fun because it's basketball. We know there's some random outcomes. We know that upsets happen a lot, and they're not just exclusive to the NCAA tournament. They'll start happening this week in the conference tournament. Don't hate me, people, but the list has been updated uh, since 2010 Final Fours. I finalized it. This is <laughs> this is the final edit. This is the final edit. But there are uh, 10 schools who have been twice since 2010. North Carolina, Duke, Wisconsin, Kansas, Butler, Villanova, Michigan, Gonzaga, Yukon, Syracuse. Michigan State has been three times. Kentucky has been four times. Yeah, don't leave but don't disrespect since, uh, the Butler yeah, Bulldogs. They're terrible in, in this 2010 year. 2010 and 2011. <laughs> Brad Stevens got it done. All right, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 Tony from Tuskegee. Tony has called into the program. Hey, Tony. Yeah, how y'all doing? Great. How are you? All right, all right. I um Saturday I really enjoyed myself at the baseball game. Oh, yeah. Saw a lot of and, runs being scored. Oh, yeah, y'all. Um, they kept scoring. Yeah, but it's two positions that I saw that was outstanding. That's the first baseman down there, and the guy that pitched, you know, he's a little slow starting off. But anytime you see a guy that can get relaxed and, and lay it on pitch the rest of the game like that, he did an awesome job, man. And, yeah. Uh, and the environment, you know, I'm going to just say to the Auburn people that don't go out and support Auburn baseball, that's a hell of a venue there. And the people are great. I mean, the people are great. I'm talking about just every day people. You sit down, eat your refreshment, Koneka, Sasha. Big barrel popcorn. That's right. You can sit back and relax. I mean, you did it right. Yeah, in the um, I mean, that's somewhere the people in Auburn, if they get a chance, you know, going off, you know, I got free tickets, but the next, my son and I, we going again, you know, like I said, we're going to buy tickets. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we're going we gonna to buy tickets to go. I, you know, that was my first time going there and, and I really enjoyed it. And to basketball. Yeah. Um you know, like I say, I'm an Alabama fan, but for Alabama to be competitive, shots have to be falling and they have to make a few stops. But other than that, the SEC is Auburn. Yeah, we'll see if Auburn can get it done. We will absolutely well, have SEC, to. SEC is Auburn, you know, with Auburn, with the teams in the city, they might have they made a few, you know, stops and bumps, but Auburn, bench probably is better than any other team in the SEC. They do have a deep so, bench. They play a lot of players who can come in and contribute, that's yeah, for sure. So, you know, I, I, you know, I think they've gotten it. Together, you know, they probably got a little tired down the stretch. Uh, yes, sir. Made a few mistakes, but I don't think – I don't see anybody beating them. And uh, I see them probably in the uh, final four. We hope so. We hope so. Tony, it was good to hear from you today. All right. Yeah, you all have a good one. And thanks a lot again. Absolutely. That's our buddy all Tony right. from Tuskegee joining us there 
on the Auburn Bank phone line. Sonny DeShera at first base uh, is who he's talking about. And, Ryan, you and I follow Auburn baseball uh, pretty closely. They're getting set to take on Tennessee Tech. And uh, your favorite thing to tell me is, uh, yeah, DeShera hit another one. Uh, it's been yeah. a recent trend to and start we the season. hope that continues. Was he got five, six already? A good number. And yeah. uh, hit around 500, <laughs> That's uh, which insane. is very hard to do. Uh, they had a great scoring weekend against uh, Rhode Island. Five of their last six games, after a little bit of a slow offensive start, five of their last six they've scored ten runs or more. So they've been bopping. And I did want to update you on one game that most people won't care about but just kind of proves the point why you got to watch yourself. ACC tournament, Wake Forest's last four in projected by Joe Lenardi. They are losing right now. Wake Forest is 23-8. and eight. They are losing the 12-19 and 19 Boston College in overtime by four at the minute 40 left. And if they lose that, they're probably not going to the tournament. My goodness. Good this is March. Yes. <clears throat> this sure is, is March. Oh, man. What a fun first hour. It started to fly by. And it's madness. It is madness, madness. indeed. <laughs> it is madness indeed. Look, this time next week – when uh, Mr. Gillespie's in studio, you're going to have to fill out a bracket for us. I can do Because that. we're going to have one of those. So I'm going to have to hear everything about your bracket. Well, uh, I don't want to – I mean, are we going to be like a competition? I, I mean, I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll have to we'll set something up. We'll have, we'll to, have to set something little, up. Set, yeah, set a little something up. But I, I, I'm down with that. I always do it on NCAA. And, yeah. You know, and uh, – we won't talk about results, but right, you know, right. You know, you got to get because you got to take. Well, your, it's a brand new year. It's a brand new year, and you got to take your heart out of the yes. equation. You know, that's my you, biggest problem. I, I tend to go SEC win, SEC win. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and so, and then if I if it's like an SEC team versus Kansas, I go SEC upset. So <laughs> I'll have to. I mean, if we're going to do a little competition, I'll do a little bit more thinking. No doubt. No doubt. Well, Tim, we always appreciate you stopping by. Hometown Lenders makes home financing easy and affordable. What else you got to tell the good people out there? Hey, just come by and see us. We can talk mortgages. We can talk sports. We can talk both. Yes. But uh, I appreciate it. Again, you guys, it's always great. It's like a great part of my week to come (laughs) out and, you know, come by and see us at uh, Hometown Lenders on the Plains. We're your equal housing lender, NMLS 2006482. Guys, thanks a lot. See you next week. We'll see you next week. That's Tim Gillespie joining us here inside our studio. Coming up at the rest of the show, we've got our newest sports call player of the week to let you hear about. We get you set for the weekend coming up in Auburn Athletics. SEC tournament gets going tonight. And uh, there is an Auburn football team. Like, that still happens. Auburn wins the SEC and men's basketball, but football season right around the corner. The pro day is next week for the Auburn football team, so we've got tons to discuss here on the Abbey Award-winning Sports Talk Show. Alongside Tom Peavy and Ryan LaVoy, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. The second hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Javon Cutler with us here as well our thanks to tim gillespie from hometown lenders on the plains for stopping by to spend time with us here on this wednesday as he does each and every week enjoy our time with our good buddy tim but uh, javon's now with us on the show uh first time this week javon's been able to stop by sports call to visit with us how you doing man doing good jj doing good and uh yeah yesterday i was busy with a uh, smith station softball so. we had a busy day with the panthers yeah that's the panthers were definitely in action yesterday, went to uh, Phoenix City as they played the Central uh, Red Devils, a tough result for the Panthers, but hey, they could bounce back and try to get another win That's soon. Right. So, That's But no, right. it was fun to be out there and broadcast some Smith Station Panthers softball, but yeah, on the show, um, it was like forever since I've been on the show here um, for Sports Call, but um, I know that, of course, Auburn basketball is going to be playing by the end of the week. Um, all this tournament stuff is going to get crazy. It's almost bracket time, which is always a chaotic time for everybody in every office, it feels like, around the country. Um, but, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going around in sports. NFL, of course, a yeah. bunch of trades, it feels like, between We're quarterbacks. We're going to get to those. So yeah. lots of crazy stuff happening in the world of sports. But, hey, glad to be on the show today. Let's talk Falcons for a moment. Oh, boy. Okay, because we haven't discussed as much of this. <laughs> Here on the show this week. Don't do that to him right from the get-go. <laughs> Is that not fair? I mean, I know we don't like them, but he does, and out of respect for him. I mean, just, there's But other it's things. a big story. Yeah, but there was other trades. <laughs> okay, should I bring there's, it up to somebody else first? Talk to Tom about it. Okay, Tom. <laughs> yes? When we were on the air on Monday, yes. the Calvin Ridley news was breaking. Yes. And we didn't really discuss it that much. Right. But we've had a few days to process it. Sure. And Calvin Ridley has been suspended for an entire year right. from the National Football League. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I mean, the NFL has their very strict rules when it comes to gambling, and I mean, he knew he knew the rules. He even said in one of his tweets that I knew I I knew what I was doing was wrong, but you know, I, he did he he broke the rules. I don't agree with it. It was a very minor bet. He was not betting uh, against his own team. There's no. Uh, no evidence that he was like shaving points or doing anything to try to uh, lose games on purpose like that. I mean, he, he was betting on his team to win. So, I, yeah, I, I don't agree with it, but I mean, it's it, rules be the rules, and you're expected to follow those rules. And if you break them, then you have to face the punishment. He tweeted fifteen hundred dollars total, I believe. Yeah, yeah. and uh, received a year long suspension 
from the NFL. Did he gamble on the Jaguars game? Is that yeah, what I saw? Yeah, that was one no. of the games. Which is worthy of suspension. And <laughs> <laughs> you did win that game, right? Yeah, we won that one. So Okay. Did he do well on his bets? Someone uh, broke that down. Yeah, Someone need, had to have broken that down. During his year off, now this might, the Shield might not like this, but he should partner with DraftKings or FanDuel. <laughs> exactly, you know? Off. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what did you think, Javon? I mean, it was surprising because obviously he took um, a step away from football in the middle of last season because he wanted to focus on his mental health and this isn't a good look because people are thinking, okay, you said you wanted to take a break because of your mental health. Were you low-key gambling, which turned out he was during this period? So I'm sure some people are questioning whether he really had a mental health issue. I'm not going to question his mental health at all. He might have really had a mental health issue. And between that, he wanted to gamble, you know, to get his mind off of things. But obviously, it's a really bad look for him and the team. And also the NFL, it kind of makes me a little mad because the NFL has weird rules at times, I'd say, because you could literally be somebody that's participating in domestic violence, you only get a couple of games suspension, like the Ray Rice situation. Initially, Ray Rice, I think, only got like two games or four games from the NFL for domestic violence for hitting his wife or girlfriend in the elevator. Eventually, yeah, he got um, exiled from the league, but initially it was only two to four games. But Calvin really bets, and he was in Florida where it is, it's legal to bet in right. Florida, yet he gets suspended for a year. I still think he should have got suspended, but I don't agree with the full year. I would have been like, okay, maybe half a season or something like that. But I think yeah. a full year is a little too much. Um, and for Ridley, this it's is harsh. really dumb because he's trying to have a huge payday because the Falcons picked up his fifth-year option. He was about to go into his fifth year. So for him, now it's like, okay, you literally lost out on $12 million. I'm sure a team will take a chance on him. I personally don't think the Falcons are going to sign him to a long-term extension. I think they're going to let him go. And also something about Ridley, um, not saying that he's old, but um, coming into the NFL, he was a 24-year-old rookie, so he's one of the oldest rookies um, out there. But now he's going to be 29, I believe, when he is reinstated. So I don't know a lot of teams are going to pay a, a, a big or a pretty penny, I should say, for a 29-year-old receiver who's been out for over a year and things like that. So it's a hairy situation. And for the Falcons, it looks terrible because also they have no receivers at this point, so they're going to have to go into the draft and get receivers. And Might need this some is of the those. part of the program <laughs> that JJ's excited. Yeah, about, about yeah. to say it's it's getting really sad talking about the Falcons now. It's getting really sad. What's is it, my question? So obviously they had the mental health situation yeah, yeah. with Calvin Ridley halfway through the season, deciding you know what I'm done with this. I'm going to walk away uh, and take care of that. Was he? Because I don't follow the Falcons whatsoever. I don't know the storylines. I don't know the rumblings. Was he? in headlines at all leading up to this like nope. was there talk within the team like you like did anyone think to check in on him like had you heard any reports about how he was doing or anything like was that public i'm serious was that public information or nope. is the first time that we hear about calvin ridley it's that hey i'm suspended from you know he's suspended from the nfl for a full year i mean the talks there were some talks that okay ridley might get traded because the Falcons were perhaps trying to trade him. There were some teams that were interested. They talked about the uh, Eagles, I think, were a team, the Patriots, and things like that. Um, so there were a couple of teams that were interested in perhaps trading for Calvin Ridley, and the Falcons were willing to make that move. But um, as far as his mental health, I hadn't heard much about him. It seemed like he was pretty quiet on social media, really didn't talk much about anything at all. So I personally don't know anything uh, public as far as the Falcons reaching out to him. I'm sure that 
um, Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, probably talked to him in private or something, or maybe some teammates reached out would be my guess. Yes. I don't know if they got a response from Ridley, but um, there wasn't a whole lot said regarding his mental health. They just said he took a break from his mental health, and we're wondering why he was uh, missing from the team because he's obviously their most productive receiver, but it's a mess. It's definitely a mess. Hopefully – Things get sorted out with Calvin Ridley and mental health, and it's a shame that he did get um, suspended for a year because of the gambling. 887-3401 or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 to be a part of our program as we go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve is here with us on the show. Hey, Steve. Hey, gentlemen, just real quickly. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the uh, Ridley uh, uh, issue because I read more details about it. And here's my, uh, I guess, uh, my, my astonishing or appalling take on this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kevin Ridley is. Yeah, he knew uh, that it was, uh, you know, against their rules. However, this is appalling hypocrisy by the NFL when they allow now advertising support from who? All the gambling casinos. Caesars is one of them that I saw during the uh, Super Bowl. I'm sure you saw them uh, as one of the sponsors. So I'm saying, really, they're going to go after Ridley. And they now are in cahoots uh, with accepting gambling or gambling money, right, from casinos uh, to sponsor NFL games, right, guys? Right, right. So how do they how do they justify that kind of nonsense? On one hand, yeah, we like gambling money, but no, you can't gamble though if you're an NFL player. Yeah, it's something that yeah, like you mentioned, Steve. There's a lot of hypocrisy involved. Um, with this situation and it just shows you how inept the NFL is at times like they pick and choose when to do certain things how long suspensions are and things like that um so just shows you how inept the NFL is and it's a shame like I said that really got a year-long suspension personally I, I think he still should have got suspended because obviously it's not the best look yeah. but like I said just maybe half a year just like half the season not a full season worth of games what's the argument here from you steve just to clarify is it is it the length of the suspension or the suspension in general or what what's your take well the length of suspension i think to me was not uh to me appropriate to, to what he did i mean uh who was it ryan or uh, tom mentioned uh, there have been egregious to me it's much more egregious if you have physically assaulted someone javon. yeah that was me steve javon yeah javon uh and the deep people have basically been slapped on, on the wrist for it and yet you're going to call someone out for a $11 million salary you know, loss for a whole year right. because they, they, they bet on a team. And not only did he uh, bet on his team to win, you know, uh, it's, to me it's just remarkable. But just the, the, the general hypocrisy of it. You don't like your team players to bet, to gamble, but you're willing to accept gambling money uh, uh, for, for uh, support from gambling. So should casinos. players be allowed to gamble? I say yes as long as you're not betting on your team to Okay, lose. I mean, that, that's that got to be just the big – you have to make sure they cannot bet on their teams. Right. And, you know, Pete Rose never bet <clears throat> on his team to lose, right? We know that for a fact. All the betting records showed that he never bet on his team to lose. Which I would hope. That, I would hope because uh, then that becomes just atrocious. But, you know, if you're going to let – I mean, to me, if you're going to let – gambling be a sponsor then what what are you doing you know all of a sudden going you know completely to the extreme of banning someone for a whole year because i think there's a worry that they would 
sure. gamble on their own team while they're still playing. And we can argue well, the length the, of the and suspension. The, and, and the gambling stuff is, is designed for the fans. It's not designed for the players. I mean, that that's the whole point of it. The NFL has had this policy, and I, I'll read the policy right here verbatim. NFL personnel are restricted or prohibited from engaging in the following gambling-related activities, regardless of whether such activities are legal. And the first prohibited activity listed is betting on football. All NFL personnel are prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating any bet, whether directly or indirectly through a third party on any NFL game, practice, or other event. Uh, This includes betting on game outcomes, statistics, score performance, or any individual participant or any kind of proposition bet on which wagering is offered. That, That is the NFL policy. And now the other thing is the season uh, suspension is not unusual. Um, it sounds unusual, but it's not. On December the 19th, 2019, the NFL suspended uh, the Cardinals cornerback Josh Shaw uh, for the remainder of the 2019 season and the entire 2020 season uh, for gambling. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts backup quarterback uh, Art Schlichter was suspended for the 1983 season for gambling. And then all the way back in 1963, the NFL suspended Green Bay Packers running back Paul Horning and Detroit Lions defensive tackle Alex Karras for the season for betting on games. So this is something that dates all the way back to the 60s where they've been suspending players for a full season for gambling. So it's one of those things that the NFL just does not put up with. They do not put up with gambling in any sort of way. And, yeah, it seems crazy that you get lose a whole season for it, but that's the policy. That That is the policies in place, and it's a policy that the NFL – has followed for a long time now i also agree that uh it i i don't agree with the fact that you know you you suspend them you have that policy and suspend them that quick for a whole season but yet you beat somebody you beat a woman and you're not immediately suspended exactly. that, that part i don't agree with i mean you, you should be suspended for two seasons in, in that case or, or suspended indefinitely um but i mean this is the policy and it's the policy the nfl has followed like i said all the way back to the 1960s well, appreciate the education. I didn't know it went that far back. So um, I'm, I expect, or I, I do expect that uh, Ridley is a member of the Players Union, right? Yes, yes, he is. Do they have any redress here uh, to go back and appeal uh, that suspension? I mean, they, I'm, I'm sure they can, but I mean, the the precedent has been set by the NFL that, that this is not an unusual punishment uh, for to suspend a guy for an entire season for gambling. It's not unprecedented. It's not something they just made up that is out of the ordinary. I mean, it's something they have done in the past. So I don't see how they could appeal that when that is the policy that is there and the punishment has been shown that that's what the punishment is. I just wonder, you know, with all these uh, litigations going on uh, with professional players in sports, uh, has this ever gone to the Supreme Court or to any federal courts uh, to to, to challenge – the, uh, the the legality of um, you know uh, gambling by by players and the length of suspensions. I mean, not that I'm aware of, Steve. Not that I'm aware of. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I still I still think uh, it was um, you know egregious that they you know and I even went that far back. No one should be suspended a whole darn year for something like that. Based on uh, then you got other, on the other end people who videotaped uh, assaulting. A, uh, a woman, uh, their spouse or, or fiance or whatever, and pretty much, you know, it, it goes, in fact, yeah. it had gotten ignored if it hadn't been on video. It's unacceptable. Uh, according to, yeah, 
all right, that's what I wanted to say, but uh, that cost him $11 million. Yeah, yep. yep. $11 million uh, to have made a $1,500 parlay. And parlays are one of the stupidest bets you can make in um, in gambling. You know that, right, guys? I would never do. I mean, you're just putting too many variables out there into the equation when you parlay. Because right. so. I'm one of them. Uh, I won all three of my best one parlay, and the last one I lost. Yeah. It was the last game, and that one. So if you lose one, there you go. It's all over. Uh, yep. We'll talk I to you tomorrow, Steve. We really did that. All right, guys. Thank you for letting me ramble again. Have a good afternoon. War Eagle. War Eagle. All right. Retired War Damp Steve joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 9 to be on our show. Luke from Alex City. Luke has called into the program. Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. How are you? Very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, since it's the rare occasion I agree with Steve, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. Look. I don't know that the NFL does have a precedence for this. It has only happened, including Calvin Ridley's time, to my understanding, five times, and uh, two of the times were eons ago. Um, it's not something the NFL, thankfully, has run up against very often. I do think this, this punishment is egregious and overstepping. Um, I understand the look of it. I understand that the NFL, and really no sports organization, uh, wants to be associated with its players gambling and really in, in any posture because uh, of the, the implications and, and the look of it. Okay, I get that. But I think it also needs to be factored in that Calvin Ridley had taken the, the rest of the year off from football at the time. He, he wasn't technically with the team at the time. Um, he was taking a break due to mental health, and um, he was – not involved at all. So it was also a situation where he walked into a, a casino in, in somewhere in South Florida, I think it was, bet $1,500 or so, and uh, that, that was the end of it. I think that going with a punishment this harsh, I, I think Steve actually has a point. If, look, I'm not usually very pro-union, but if, if I was a member of the Players' Union, I'd be like, yeah, somebody's got to step up for this because this is complete BS. And um, it, you could have easily have sent the same message by suspending him four games, two games, and something like that, and sent the same message and said, look, here's the deal. Calvin Ridley is the, is the, uh, the, only, the one shot you guys had to learn about this. You know, from here on out, it's a full year. And, and I think everybody associated with the sport would, would be cool with that. But instead, they chose to go – an entire year, again, costing him $11 million at a time when he's obviously battling with some mental health issues, um, and that, that covers a wide spectrum now. I know it has a stigma to it, but he could just be dealing with depression or just loneliness from the pandemic. Who knows? I mean, a lot of people are dealing with that. And at the same time, the NFL is having their the NFL draft. Where, where do you think they're having it this year? Las Vegas. Where are they having the Super Bowl in two years? Las Vegas. Where did they just put a franchise, one of the more, most historic franchises in, in the whole NFL, in Las Vegas? And they're going to spend him a year for this, for betting $1,500. The, the hypocrisy is, is out of bounds. And um, I also think it's very, very dumb of Calvin Ridley. Nobody's excusing his behavior. But this, to me, is giving a guy – um, two years in jail for jaywalking, and I just I feel like uh, it, it's it's overreaching and another 
swing and a miss from the powers that be at the NFL, which they com- they continue to succeed above and beyond expectations despite their own leadership sometimes. And um, I just feel like they, they've really gone too far with this. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I think a season suspension is too much, but again – like I, I pointed out a little bit ago, the NFL has shown in the past that that is the precedent that, that they do. They regularly warn these players not to gamble. They, they, every NFL player, coach, everybody is educated, warned, and everything else that you do not gamble on football. And, I mean, it is they make it very clear that that is against the rules. And they have shown in the past that when there is a suspension, it's for a season. And, I mean, that that is just kind of typical with the uh, – apparently the NFL has only ever suspended five players. Uh, and now, and, and they've all – but they've all been for a season. So, if you've been doing a season in the past, why now do we go, oh, well, no, you know, for this one, no, we're not. But yet in the other times, it has been for a season. No, but I would say what – what are you more worried about affecting games then? I mean, uh, Tom Brady was deflating balls, and I think that that certainly had as much to do with the outcome of a game or much more to do with the outcome of a game than Calvin Ridley's $1,500 parlay. So, again, I would say their precedent is notwithstanding because they flip-flop on these types of things all the time. Um, sure. Ray Rice was Ray Rice was on video knocking a woman out unconscious and he got two games now he was blackballed from the league because even though people wanted to bring him on the fans wouldn't let him it's like he's untouchable like art Bryles is so sometimes the people speak up and create the punishment but i think this time again it's just silly because the past is stupid to say well that's the way it's always got to be i mean this is this is overreaching it's just dumb and frankly I would disagree on the precedence because I do think this is a special situation. If you can't look at this and see this is different than, than uh, what the intent of the rule is, I, then you're going to have to start following all these rules without hearing anybody's case. And, um, I, again, I just think the NFL, and I love the NFL. I love watching it. I love the drama. Uh, I love the fact that Major League Baseball can't get its act together and it's about to ruin a whole season. And regardless, the NFL is still the number one story because of things like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. I mean, it's, the NFL drives the train, right? Yep. But in this case, they're wrong. Yep. Luke, good to hear from you today. We appreciate the call. All right, guys. All right. That's uh, Luke from Alex City joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 a rule is a rule is, is kind of the argument that the people are making here. As we said, the precedent has been set for a one-year suspension, kind of to go back and forth and, and to uh, to play both sides, I guess, here for a moment. I do think, as uh, I think Luke is trying to point out and allude to here, it's very clear that gambling is way more of a storyline and a topic sure. in the year 2022 than in these five previous cases that have been set forward by the league. Yeah. I, I that's It's a, just it's huge. Yeah. So it, it's a big thing that's obviously taking place here in the year. Yeah. Um you know and again I I'm going to say that there there is some hypocrisy there because 
While I understand, yes, that precedent has been set for the year suspension for gambling. He gambled. He admit that he gambled. When you look at, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, with his domestic violence stuff, I think he was only suspended, what, six games? Yeah, I think maybe? it was six. Um, Deshaun Watson currently has a, a multitude of women that are accusing him of all sorts of stuff with a lot of evidence there. And he has not been suspended for anything yet. Now, granted, that nothing has been proven in a court of law with that, but um, the precedent is set. For He's kind the, of in the blackball situation that, right. that we were talking about with Ray Rice or um, Sean Watson. The the thing with the gambling, and I and I guess this is what uh, people are, I guess maybe not understanding when they they NFL is so strict on that is is to to protect the integrity of the game. Now, was Calvin Ridley betting? against his own team even though he was not playing there was he betting against the falcons there's no nothing that says that that was the case however when you look at the integrity of the game these players know players on all these other teams and everything so to protect the integrity of the game there's no gambling whatsoever where it's on your team or another team because if you if you bet on on team a and you got a guy that's over there and you call him up and you're just like hey man you know listen i just dropped a dime on this a you lot wanna, of money you want to help me out here you know i'll give you a cut of this that player is not the one gambling but that player may catch a cut of that gamble and so even though calvin ridley i'm just That's saying an interesting way to calvin it, yeah. i'm just saying calvin Ridley, even though he bet you know somebody that was not his team he may know somebody on that team so the nfl just tries to protect the entire integrity of the game and say there is no gambling we warn you about it we educate you on it we try so you think that's the right way to do it just to not let gambling take place whatsoever for personnel well sure i mean if you want to protect the integrity of the game because then you just never know what type of pandora's box you're going to open what's the argument for allowing gambling i with players yeah i don't think there is one yeah I, i i just don't see that there is any pros to a player gambling, whether it be on their team or not, or not their team. Just the financial like, benefit for the players. Involved, well, the finan- like, sure, the financial benefit. But, I mean, these guys are already making millions. A lot of money. These guys yeah. are making yeah. millions yeah. and millions of dollars. Why do you need to gamble? Right. Um, again, like I mentioned, it, it doesn't matter. It, it, the integrity of the game gets called into question because if there's a bet placed on that, who knows who Calvin really talked to? Any of these other players. If you spitting. do start saying, hey, there's a cut involved in this, and, again, that's that's digging very, very deep. But sure. it's it's I mean it's fair to put out there. These guys played college ball with a number of guys. These players have mm-hmm. played for a lot of different teams possibly in their career. Of course, Ridley only with the Falcons right now, but hey, I played for six different NFL teams. I know a lot of people sure. that and, could be involved in this. And and that is and that is a very convoluted black hawk black helicopter conspiracy theory. I mean, yeah, I get it but it's still legit that that can happen. Now, Calvin really may have just walked in and just placed the one bet, and, and that was it. Right. But you don't know, and, and nobody knows. Nobody knows. And the precedent has been and you set. Can't, and you can't let people think that they can devise a scheme and get away with it somehow. Right. You know, because, yeah. Yeah. because if someone were to say, okay, well, Cal, they, they proved that Calvin did this by himself, was an innocent bet, no one else was involved – we're going to back him down just a couple games, okay? Well, now I'm going to think, how can – let me get the people I trust and let me find a way to not include anything that's traceable, and then I will f- 
fix a game or point shave with right. with my buddy that I went to school with on another team. And you know, you say this is so unlikely, but can you imagine in this age of social media? It, and I'm using Calvin. Cal, there's no proof Calvin did this. I'm just saying this is the the player at the time. If Calvin Ridley called up his buddy Amari Cooper and was like, Amari, I know you're a little banged up right now. I need you to sit this one out. I got I got money on the other team. I'll give you a cut of this. Or Amari, I need you uh, under this yardage total or whatever. And, and Amari went out and didn't play through a a small injury. Or Amari went out and and dropped three passes. You met even even if he didn't do that. You know, can you imagine what social media would say if if Ridley was like busted for this and then it was legal and then you say oh that who'd he bet on well my guy dropped three passes in that game that's why he did that he had something in the bag with calvin so you you would have a field day with all the possibilities and conspiracies you would put out there and it is very unfortunate for calvin ridley that he got suspended for a season sure And, and it is you know, it for what it seems to be. If you could go on a case by case basis, you would say he doesn't deserve a season for this because he did it without anybody else involved. It was an innocent bet, and he was not even an active player at the time. And you would excuse that and give it a much lesser appeal. But the second you start to do that, you start to move that line, move that line, and then you start talking integrity of the game issues. What was that player that you said, not, a, a DB, a couple years ago that su- got suspended for a uh, year? Shaw. From- we, we barely I, – I don't know that guy's name. But if he's on an NFL roster, they treated him the same as they treated one of their stars. And th- there is consistency in that. Yeah. And we're talking about it way more because Calvin Ridley impacts winning. And he matters to his team, whatever That's, team he might yeah. be on next. But they gave the same guy the same sentence as him and that sort of thing. And so once you start to move those lines, uh, one thing I will say, even if you disagree with a rule or a sentence, if it's consistent, I feel most people can live with it. And at least there's consistency there because I'm telling you, the minute they start to move those around, then you have even more debate. And then you got guys internally thinking, well, if he only got four games, maybe it's worth it. Because these guys got millions of dollars to bet. So A, why do they need to? But B, if they are, they're probably dropping a big – they can drop a big penny if they want to, and that's when you have – you can get other people involved and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it's very likely that Calvin doesn't deserve more than a couple games for this because he didn't bet a lot, he wasn't on the team, and, and you know, he – all that, and there's no proof anyone else was involved and that sort of thing. But you can't let guys start the scheme because people are smart and they will start to figure it out. And it's why you can't screw around. No betting allowed. You can't screw around with the integrity of a of a sport. You can't do it, and that's why people are so harsh with it. Too harsh at times. But the minute you start to show a crack in your integrity, that's the minute the league starts to have huge problems. You just convinced me. You just convinced me. No betting allowed. <laughs> no betting. That's kind of where I'm sitting down. Well, well, and again, the NFL makes it very clear. It's not like it's some unwritten rule that you're just supposed to understand. It is very clearly stated. They are very clearly warned. They are very clearly educated to stay away from it. And Calvin Ridley did it anyway. So and and then said in his tweet after that that he knew what he did was wrong. So uh, you know, you, yeah, I mean, sorry, that, but that's the punishment, and they have shown that that's what the punishment is. You knew what you were doing. You knew it was wrong. You got caught. They can sorry, you bud, can bet I mean, when your heart's content once you retire absolutely. and you're not going to play. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, you know? that, yeah. And so it's like, I, 
Just wait if you if you if it's something you enjoy. I'm sure there's a, there's always going to be some sacrifices to what you do and some image to uphold and that sort of thing. Like during the pandemic, obviously there was a lot of restrictions to people not going out and party, the close contacts, getting vaccines, all that sort of thing. Why'd you do it? Because there's millions of dollars on the line, and you cared about your team. You cared about whatever motivation you had to not do that. And it's the same thing here. If you love betting so much. Just hang out for a few years. Your career's short. You ain't gonna go to age sixty-seven and then only have five years to bet. You you can hang in there until you're in the thirties if you are just so ready to start partaking in sports betting and that sort of thing. So, like I said, I feel sorry for Calvin because I understand this is a, a one-off situation for him. But at the same time, the league has been consistent with, with this, what Tom said, and they've got to continue to be consistent. It, I think it's more so the people that you know, got suspended for, far, for doing far more, like vicious crimes like Ray Rice. I think that's the stuff that needs to change when you've got to be more harsh on those so that you don't say something like, oh, well, this guy hit a woman and got two games. This guy made a $1,500 bet and got a year. That's the other side. That's what needs to change. It needs to be more right. harsh for the actual illegal vicious stuff, right. not the procedural uh, part of the game where, you know, integrity and that sort of thing. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 to be a part of our program. We go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Keith from Auburn. Keith has called into today's program. Hey there, Keith. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, maybe maybe you guys are looking at this only from one angle. And here's what I mean by that. What if Calvin Ridley knew that it was wrong and he did it on purpose? Well, well, then he what? lost a lot of money. Yeah, that'd be really not a good bet. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just it was threw, a dumb bet. He just threw eleven million dollars away. Congratulations, not very smart. Well, I know that, but uh, if the man's been smart with his money, he's probably got enough money to last him the rest of his life anyway. Well, I, and again, that's why I would say, you know, why even, why you even need to gamble when you've got that type of money? But, and and I don't know what his financial situation is like. I mean. That's we we just Nobody we just knows. we just yeah. we just recently uh, had the story about Greg Robinson, the former Auburn offensive lineman that was the number two overall pick, had millions and millions of dollars, and now he's probably going to spend a large portion of the rest of his life in prison over the amount of yeah. drugs and and stuff that they found him in as a second offense with ma- massive amounts of drugs on him. I would imagine the only reason he's doing that is because he's in some sort of financial peril and has to turn into a drug runner to to make yeah. ends meet well, so, but i don't know that know, calvin ridley's in that situation because he's still playing ball but you know, yeah. who knows you know yeah and 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 the thing about it is uh i, I don't i'm opposed to, of, of having any gambling uh in in sports with with players involved you know what i'm saying sure i i think there's no place for that I, i'm not standing up for calvin ridley uh I, you know i believe that uh, you know, if he knew it, he shouldn't have done it. And if he didn't know it, he shouldn't have done it. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You look at Pete Rose. Uh, to me, Pete Rose is probably one of the greatest baseball players to ever play the game. He deserves to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. All he did was bet on his team to win. He wouldn't throw in anything. Now, I understand, but this was all as a manager, not as a player. Um, but I still think the man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That That's, that's my point to that you know i watched the uh 
and y'all guys probably saw it too, the Netflix series about bad, bad sport, or I don't know what it was titled, the scandal, I believe it was the Arizona State uh, University basketball program. It, I believe that was the, the program involved in it where the, uh, the, the guard was, was throwing games, you know, he got involved with the bookies and, and then other people got involved, and then there's so many people betting on ball games that uh, that's when it, it really got alerted that because so many people would be betting on an Arizona State versus UCLA game and swaying a line way one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? That that throws up red flags. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty interesting uh, Netflix series. I think it was just a couple of episodes of that, and it had other sports in there too, but. Um, I tell you what, I can't figure out, guys. How in the world does these sports lines be so freaking accurate all the time? <laughs> Vegas, I mean, Vegas is pretty smart when it comes to that stuff. I, I can't figure that out. How do they know? I mean, is it all computer generated? Or I mean, you know, and you watch a game, and it comes down to what what the line is. Just about ninety-five percent of the time, they're brilliant. They just don't they're them. absolutely yeah. brilliant. Well, and I'm not okay. I'll leave it at that. So, uh, but but anyway, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard y'all talking about that. Um, whose birthday is it tomorrow? Brooks. Brooks. Well, Brooks has got a great day to have a birthday because I'm turning fifty-eight tomorrow as well. No way. This yes, is too I good am. to be true. I, I got a. I even got an early birthday present. Somebody on my. Uh, one of my policyholders gave me a dollar bill when she found out it was my birthday. How about tomorrow, that? So. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, it's more, than, it, more than anybody else gave me today. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, happy early birthday, and we'll wish you a real happy birthday tomorrow, Keith. Well, you you tell Brooks, uh, I, I tell him happy birthday as well. Perfect. And, uh, you, know, you guys do an outstanding job, and shame on Calvin Ridley, and sports betting shouldn't be involved with athletes, and I'll leave it at that, but... You guys have a great afternoon, okay? All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. That's our buddy Keith from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of our show. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Javon Cutler, and Ryan Lavoie. I didn't know the Calvin Ridley story would take off the way it yeah, did, about but to say, this is great. This is awesome. It's making me sad now, though, because of what's transpired, but also it's made me think about how low-key you could say snake bin the Falcons have been off the field because um, I think about the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl the Falcons made um, when they played the Broncos, uh-huh. and the Falcons, I believe one of their defensive backs got busted for solicitation the, the as far as a prostitute, yep. and the guy was actually named an NF- NFL Man of the Year, so you, it was pretty embarrassing to have that Yikes. happen. Then, of course, you fast-forward Michael Vick, dogfighting, right. we all know what happened there, but also the same year Bobby Petrino – Hey, I'm not going to quit on the team. Quits on the team. 13 games in, becomes the Arkansas head coach. And then Super Bowl, of course, on the field. Now you have the Calvin Ridley stuff off the field. So just it's it's tough. It's tough out here. It's hard out here fan. to be a Falcons fan. That's but for I'd sure. Say, we have a couple people within our Tiger Communications family, too, that are Falcons fans, a.k.a. Brant Daughtry and Cam Berry. So yeah. We, we go through a lot of pain during NFL season. We go through a lot of pain. Fortunately, I'm not one of those fans. That's a, that's a, that's a good feeling. Right, yeah, Ryan? You, well, I mean, you now, just, you're just waiting until Duke loses against UNC. <laughs> and, yeah. 
Thanks. Coach K's last game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is where I tell you that you have just as many Super Bowls as the Falcons do. But, I, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> but I don't have – I mean, that was a long line of being yeah. snake bites right there for these Falcons. Oh, I know. Fans. It's not been good at all. I know. but I, uh, I just feel like it's a little better in the Panther side of things despite not having won a Super Bowl. But we still have Sam Darnold as our quarterback. It, I will say if it's better, it's marginally better. It's not like it's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is this is the beach and – over there is you know a graveyard and you know. you're just silly i'm silly <laughs> 887 3401 toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine if i mean like charlotte's a, a beautiful place yeah. thank you for that yeah. i appreciate it let's celebrate our sports call player of the week sports calls player of the week auburn pitcher maddie pinta is sports calls player of the week the sophomore right-hander won mvp of the jane b moore memorial tournament as the pitcher of record in all five games pinta went five and zero in three days racking up 38 strikeouts giving up four hits and allowing only one run over 19 total innings for an era of 0.37 pinta leads the sec in strikeouts with 121 which is 23 more than second place maddie pinta is sports calls player of the week just outstanding. Brant Daughtry there delivering the big news. Maddie Pinta, our sports call player of the week. Dominant. Yeah. Dominant. I so I had I had uh, I put my vote in for uh, Darian Govern from uh-huh. uh, from the Jazz. mainly also off dominant. The, very dominant. Mainly from that ten that she had on the floor exercise that, sure that thing. clinched the uh, the tie. tie with Florida. She kept doing her thing, but then you sent out Maddie Pinta stats. I was like, oh. Wow, okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> Pitcher of record and got the win in all five games this weekend. And uh, look, an all-freshman member of the team a year ago, Shelby Lowe outperformed her down the stretch of last season. Right. And it is just going to be so much fun as an Auburn softball fan to watch those pitchers go back and forth, stat for stat battles over the next few years. But uh, yeah, it is definitely a Maddie Pinto week. She brings the heat, too. You mentioned the strikeouts. She is not afraid to throw that pitch in the low 70s, mid-70s, so she's got the heat as well. And, yeah, she came in with a lot of hype. She's lived up to the hype, and Auburn has a great one-two pitcher tandem with her and um, Shelby Lowe. But for Penta, hey, it's just the accolades just keep racking up, racking up, racking up for Maddie. And I know she'll probably have a chip on her shoulder because, yeah, last year – at the end, she struggled a little bit, but this year, you'd imagine she feels a little bit more rejuvenated, especially with the offense performing really well for this Auburn softball team thus far. So, Maddie Penta continuing to do great things here on the Plains. Our Sports Call Player of the Week and the SEC Pitcher of the Week. Yeah, she's been uh, unbelievable, and you know she's tr- trying to pull away from Shelby in a lot of those <laughs> statistics this year, but... Um, that is such great competition to have when you have two pitchers that can be that effective and uh, they make each other better because you have to earn your innings and we know in the sport of softball that it's not the big pitching staffs we see in college baseball usually and that's you've what's got important two, to reiterate right. for people is the difference right yeah i mean if you got two you feel golden you know sometimes one can carry you a long ways obviously you'd love to have a second and, and auburn has at least a second and they uh, they just got kk dismukes back who um, they think can, can help them there and samantha yarborough who's a senior but you know maddie pinsa and shelby Lowe are obviously going to head this thing up and they're going to have a lot of a great as you said statistical competitions between one another and 
Maddie's been so dynamic, and she's talked about how she's needed to locate that that fastball and that rise ball a little better because she's always thrown hard in it. In the high school level, when you mm-hmm. throw 71, there's girls who just not going to keep up with that. <laughs> but in the SEC, the best conference in college softball, she said she's got to locate, she's got to pound the zone, as, as Coach Mickey Dean would say, and, and mix her pitches. And, you know, she's been continuing to improve with that. And when you have five decisions, five wins in a weekend, and you have an ERA that's below one on the season, and you, the SEC leader in strikeouts, you are mixing everything well. And, and I hope she can continue it during the SEC play, which starts this weekend. Got to work ahead. That's uh, Coach Dean's favorite thing to say in the pitching counts. Auburn softball opening up SEC play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three-game series with Texas A&M. Those games can be heard on our Tiger Communications family of stations, Ryan LaVoy with some play-by-play this weekend along with Britt Bowen. And the games can be watched on the SEC Network. Amy Reef and Casey Cooper providing commentary throughout the weekend. So a fun weekend ahead for the Tigers as they get set to open up SEC play. We mentioned how great the pitching's been. Oh, yeah, they also still have the best offense in the conference as well. Pretty good. Pretty good start through your first 22 games to only have been defeated once. Yeah, I was about to say 21-1. and one. Now, they're still slow to come up the polls, so they still have a lot to work towards because I think they're 20th in all the polls except for one. I think one poll yeah. has them at 19. So they're having to earn their respect, and I think that's going to continue to motivate the team. And uh, I was looking at their schedule earlier today. They somehow, and for those that don't know, they don't play Alabama this year. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, there's no set rivals in softball, and so they don't play Bama. But you know, schedule-wise, that's a break because Bama is number two, I think, in the country. So. Auburn only plays a couple of those top 10, 15 SEC teams, and so they have every opportunity to work their way up there. Auburn baseball takes on Tennessee Tech a little bit later today, and then they have a series coming up against MTSU this upcoming weekend, and we want to give away a pair of tickets right now for Auburn baseball. If you would like to win a pair of tickets to Friday, Saturday, and Sunday action for the Auburn baseball. You need to be our third caller on our prize line, 334-887-9999, 334-887-9999. Third caller will win a pair of tickets for all three Auburn baseball games this weekend. Brooks Childress or Brant Daughtry will uh, take down your information to win it will be a big prize winner for you to get the opportunity to win some tickets to Plainsman Park this upcoming weekend. 334-887-9999. As uh, we're coming to the end of our number two on the program today, that Calvin Ridley story just took off on us yeah. and didn't get a break here at all in the hour. So uh, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay some bills here at the end of the second hour. And then uh, still... We could talk NFL, as, as Luke was saying. They have news every single day in that league because we've got some big quarterbacks on the move as teams are trying to figure out uh, what their future looks like in those franchises. So, looks like you have one more point you want to make before the end of the hour. Oh, no. I'm, oh, okay. No. You're just hanging out. Do you out. want something that's completely random but very uh, Yeah, give me something that's <laughs> random. I terrifying. deserve some random. All right. An invasive species of spider the size of a child's hand is expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring by parachuting down from the sky, researchers announced. Wait, what? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. 
You're this thing read is that big. one more time. An invasive species of spider the size of a child's hand is expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring by parachuting down from the sky, researchers announced. That's how we're going to end the hour. What That's are they what parachuting we from? Of. The spider plane? The spider I know, right? <laughs> like, where, where is it happening? My spidey senses are tingling. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Just ugh. pair of Auburn baseball <laughs> tickets all weekend long. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One lucky winner. Our third caller. 334-887-9999. Alongside Tom Peavy, Javon Cutler, and Ron LaVoy. My name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Hour number three of Sports Call continuing on now on this Wednesday afternoon. Ryan LaVoy doing a quick little favor for J.J. Jackson. He is not on company business. That's, that's the main question. Is it company business or not? Nah? Yeah. yeah, it's not. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not going to save him. He is mouth deep into some crackers right now. So he I'm just going to go ahead and throw him Oof. straight under the bus. Oof, the shade. I, I, I wanted you to. I was finishing up some peanut butter crackers right there, and uh, all of a sudden it's time to talk, and I wasn't ready to talk. And I still have some peanut butter that I'm going to clean out here. I'll say I'm willing Um, to bet that um, (laughs) that you are not quite done chewing yet. Um, I kind of want to talk about more about this Jorah spider that you brought. (laughs) Yeah, we need to. Let me do this as well. Still, we've got the third caller due up next. So our next caller. 334-887-9999. 334-887-9999. You win baseball tickets to Friday's game, Saturday's game, and Sunday's game Ooh. for an Auburn baseball team against MTSU. So, so, so awesome, the prize we've got hooked up. So you got to call our prize line right now to win a series worth of tickets for Auburn and MTSU. 334-887-9999. Give us a call right now to win those tickets. All right. Spider time while I finish these crackers. So Richmond's chances in the eight ten are this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. He's if you listen to this guy, he's as hilarious as they come. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, three three four eight eight seven ninety nine ninety nine to win some tickets. Yeah, I teased. Uh, I read the article headline before the end of hour number two, since everyone in the world is wanting to hear that on Sports Talk Show. That there essentially there's this big spider the size of a child's hand that's wanting to 
what was the word that, that uh, wanting to basically congregate here in the East Coast? And uh, it's going to parachute down. It's essentially like a horror movie. So, Tom, give us more. Well, so uh, this spider is called the Joro spider, and it's a native of Asia. Uh, it actually arrived uh, in they, 10 years ago. Um, uh, has it's been, been it's, among us. Yeah, it's been among us for, for 10 years now uh, across northeast Georgia. Uh, yeah, it says it can grow to be as big as the palm of your hand. Ooh. It, it is non. It is. Uh, it, it is not. Uh, it will not hurt you. It will not hurt humans. It is. Ooh. It is venom, venomous, but it's uh, well. But, well, hold up. But it, uh, the fangs are not big enough to penetrate. The how skin on of a human. spider that big? <laughs> yeah, it's got tiny little, tiny little. Uh, Thank God. Fangs on. Ooh. But the parachuting, from what I understand, from I what thought they, eight-legged freaks is yeah. about to break out. I was trying to figure out this whole parachuting thing. What they do is they they will spin their webs, kind of like uh, your orb web, like you would see your typical haunted house or Halloween spider web. And what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll cut the web, and the wind will blow them and the web. And that's how they spread, and that's what the quote-unquote parachute. They use their web like a parachute, and that's how they spread throughout wherever they're going. So they'll cut their web, and then the wind will blow them in their web, and then they land and weave another web. Oh, that's terrifying. That's the Joro spider. It's actually a really beautiful spider. If you uh, like, <laughs> who it's yellow? It's yellow and black. Real colorful spider. You like spiders, Tom? I, I mean, I don't like them crawling on me unexpectedly, but... Uh, I can tell you, you neither does Javon, yes or no, do you like spiders? No. Ryan? No. I'm so indifferent. I, I really do not have They're an opinion just noise one to way you. or the other. What? Very much so. <laughs> uh. Like, do you think... Like, who's the biggest animal person on our sports call team? Um, uh, like, who I, just likes animals? Oh, the most. Well, I mean, I do. I'm very outdoorsy. Would we give it to Tom? I'd probably get Tom. I mean, it's, we. What about? Me? I don't think anyone dislikes animals. Best, we don't you dislike do, them. Yeah. You do like some animals. I just like one, really. You like monkeys? Well, the monkeys, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah my favorite. Yeah. And dogs. I like dogs. I some. Dogs I really do like, like dogs. Ah, uh, Christian's dog begs I, to differ. I don't know about that. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need an attorney at this point. Yeah. That, what were the, you going to say? The, I was just going to say the only animal, and I don't even consider an animal is just an absolute nuisance. But you want to see me lose my, you know what? Let a wasp start flying around me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I am, I am just, I'm deathly afraid of wasps. I, I, I hate them. They serve no purpose. Were you stung before? Is that what I, I have? This? I have been stung, but I actually I think where it scarred me. I swear we've had this conversation before. Uh, when I when when I was a kid, me and my little sister were a kid in the backyard. My sister, we had a swing set, and my sister, shoot, she couldn't have been three or four years old, maybe, and was swinging on the swings. Well, the wasp had built a nest up in the top uh, pipe of that uh, swing set. And they all came down on top of her head. And, oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that I don't know how many times she got stung, but they all came out of that pipe on top of her oh. head. And I'm thinking that may be what like scarred me for life from wasps. So now, uh, I, I was Ryan telling you this off the air, but like on either side of my apartment, I have a, a front door and a back door onto a patio, and I have a can of Raid. Especially when we get in these warmer months, and right at both of those doors, I have a can of Raid ready to go. 
and I I am the wasp killer. If I see one, I will kill that sucker. I I, I don't play with That's wasps. Insane. That's a good. St- I hadn't heard that story before. I yeah. don't think. Had you guys? No, I had, I had not heard, not that, heard story. that. No. Uh, Ryan shared this story with me, and I'm going to make him tell it on the air. But there was, I believe it was what was it, sixth or seventh grade, Ryan, where I kid you not, you were telling me you got stung by a bee, a wasp, something huh? like seven straight weeks. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> I made no. that entire yeah. thing up oh. along the way for people out there. I was, I was, about to say, I was on some type of losing streak. <laughs> no, yeah. Have you ever been stung before? I have, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever so. been stung. I no, really don't think so. No, I very smartly as a kid on the back deck uh, saw, hey, what's this? Is this something I should play with oh, and put no. my hand on Uh-oh. top of a wasp? Oh, no. And, of course, what's it going to do if it's being covered up by a hand it's gonna sting its way out of there but other than that no i I think i've been stung by bee but uh or sweat bee or something you know nothing bad just 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 a wasp mainly actually i think i probably have been stung before it's likely i think so most people do i think once i was at nina's house and i was outside playing oh yeah you mountain boy yeah yeah Yeah. i think so have you been stung uh, before oh yeah really yeah Yeah. (laughs) stung by a bee oh yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean it was painful um because i always remember this it was during um high school because we were outside i was on the track team and we were um running outside and a bee like landed on my hand and i kind of tried to swat it off a little bit and it stung me, and the painful thing was, like, we were taking pictures, like, a couple minutes afterwards, and the pose you had to hold was like this with the smile. So, like... Your arms are crossed for people yeah. that are just listening to oh, yeah, us. Your yeah. pose is that your arms yeah. are crossed. Yes. Arms were crossed, and the way um, the sting, or the way I was stung, like, it was really painful the way my arms were crossed. <laughs> so I was probably grinning through the pain, probably grinning a little too hard, I'd say, in my <laughs> track picture, but... Long story short, yes, I've been stung, and it was painful, but I've only been stung once, though, by a bee. Just okay, once. Okay, just once. Yeah. And just once for you? That I can remember. I'm, yeah, once by a wasp, there might have been a bee at some point, yeah. but it's... You think Brooks I'm, has ever been stung before? Yeah. Two, I would five, say one. so, yeah. yeah. So Brant, you think Brant's ever been stung before? Um, yeah. yeah. Four, four times. Four times. Four times. Yeah. Four Whoa. That's too much. Wow, I, I don't know what he's doing. Right he's there. hanging out with the wrong people. I, yeah, I, well, I mean, <laughs> he, uh, he's uh, probably uh, knocking uh, down wasp nests. Yeah, yeah. Just well, bad I, luck. Okay, just bad luck. So I know I got stung by. I I, it was, I was too little. I can't remember if it was Bloody wasp Brant. or what it was, but I got stung, and that's where I learned the the chewing tobacco trick. Like uh, at the time, my dad hasn't chewed tobacco and since I was a kid, but. Uh, whenever I got one of the things that you could do is is you put chewing tobacco on the sting site and it's supposed to help it. I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, I remember that. I've never heard that before, but wow. Yeah, yeah. You put chewing tobacco on it. Um, wet chewing tobacco on it. It relieves the sting. It uh, antiseptic qualities or something like that. But anyway, yeah. Um, I remember that uh, as a kid, but then I know I got stung on the back of the neck at a boathouse one time by a wasp, and then more recently uh i i was wearing a pair of shorts and didn't realize that i was standing behind a dugout at a, at a baseball field and a wasp had gone just under the pants no 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 and so, and so oh, no. when i step when i took a step it pressed the shorts into my leg oh. with the wasp in there and it stung me oh. right on top of the thigh. Oh. stung me on top of the thigh like i didn't know what happened like i felt this sharp pain 
And I was like, ow, what is that? And then this wasp flies out of my oh. shorts. Little oh. Pant. Oh. 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 I'm like, oh, what in the world? Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's oh. nightmare fuel right there. Ooh. So you've been stung once on the arm. Yeah. You've had a, a at thigh. Le- at least three. Well, and also the back a of the neck. neck. Yeah. Sheesh. JJ, what about you? Did you ever Did you ever give your response? I said maybe. I, at first, I didn't think so. Vividly? But then yeah. now mm. I, I kind of have a memory at Nana's house uh-huh. one time, possibly. Growing up, my grandma's spot. Uh, you get attacked. Brent, you have bears arm? up there. You get attacked by a bear. <laughs> I, 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 got, I did not, fortunately, didn't get stung because I had wasp spray with me. But I actually got swarmed um, not too long ago, uh, maybe two years ago, on a uh, bass fishing trip. Uh, we pulled up to the dock. We were getting ready to leave and pulled up to the dock and and uh, my buddy jeff who i was fishing with driving the boat and it kind of bumped the dock as we were getting ready to tie it off and i stayed with the boat to make sure that it didn't break loose from the dock and go floating away so jeff goes to get the truck and the trailer and well apparently we disturbed a wasp nest so i'm sitting in the this bass boat and all of a sudden these wasps start coming out i mean they're dive bombing at me and I've grabbed kamikaze. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like shooting them out of the air with wasp spray, uh, and then and then there was like one bionic one that like went down in the water, is like spun around almost like it cleaned himself off, and then he took off flying again. I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like they're cleaning themselves That's off so now. Cool. I was getting I was getting swarmed by wasps, but I don't know how many I killed. But I mean, they were coming out and coming after me. And then I look, and Jeff's sitting over there in the truck looking at me laughing, and I'm, I had a lot of very, uh, a, a string of four-letter words of, you need to hurry up and get over here, because I'm about, I had moved to the back of the boat. All I, all, any, the only other place I had to do was go into the water, but I was getting swarmed that bad that, and, and I, I, I went through an entire can of wasp spray trying to fight for my life on a bass boat, because, yeah, they were coming at me, but I never got stung. Let me hear from Brant. Uh, I'm going to borrow Javon's microphone for this. Um, I've been stung, I think, four times, but like most of those were multiple. Uh, I got stung more than once in those trips. The first time I ever got stung was by bees. Uh, I was at my grandparents' house. Can't remember what we were doing, but I got hit on the back of my left hand and uh, my left shoulder. Um, one time I got stung by a wasp in a car with my mom. It like flew out, and we saw it fly out, and I didn't feel the pain until later. But, like, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got stung. I was, like, 12 <laughs> years old at the time. Um, one time I was running bleachers uh, for football. I was, like, by myself getting a little work in. And um, there was a wasp nest under the bleachers at the very top. And so I get to the top of those bleachers, and, I, you know, I'm running the bleachers. So it's really loud, and those things are very agitated with me. <laughs> yeah. And so I got stung twice i think there uh once, oh man once on the back of my leg and you're just trying to put a little extra work yeah, in. i was i was trying to get good um <laughs> and they said we're gonna get you got yeah and um i have seen those before tom i but uh right. and the, the last time i got stung was i was weed eating and uh run up on a yellow jacket's nest in the ground that i did not see until it was far too late and i got popped like four times during that since you've had an array of stingings which one hurts the most oh wasps 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 by a good bit i've never been stung by a hornet um those are those are the those are apparently by far the worst but i kind of want to feel it let me just last time you said that you hurt your knee you need to stump them but JJ used to walk tell around. Tell the story, please. Tell the story. JJ used to walk around in the student media suite and be like, "Man, these guys at like 
tear their ACLs and stuff and, and have all these injuries, like, I just wonder what that's like, man. Like, like that's got to be so painful. Not a, not a year, year or two later, tears his ACL. Man. Then a year or two after that, tears it again. Yep. I, uh, so now he is. Beth the over on half a hornet sting for JJ. Oh, man. What were you going to say, Tom? I, I was going to say, you know, one, wasps are definitely uh, a lot more painful, but the other thing is wasps will sting you multiple times because they're. It's got the smooth abdomen, smoother sting. A bee, like a honeybee, um, stings, and it actually pulls away and pulls the stinger off of itself, and so you have the stinger stuck in your body. Uh, but a wasp will like sit there almost like which, a st- in a sense, feels way more frightening because you're like because well because now there's a pulsating there's yeah. a there's a stinger with a pulsating bee abdomen yeah stuck yeah. on you. Is is there something that like dies when they sting the honeybees? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they yeah. rip their insides out when they sting you. And then they're just... They die. Why do they do that, though? They don't they, mean to. They don't just, know that that's going to happen? Well, I, no, are are, are they just, like, but scared and they're, they In their bee history class, yeah. the, it, it doesn't teach them about the anatomy of themselves, and therefore they just, you know... Is that what learned. it is, though? Like, the, it, it, do they sting because they're scared? Or either that or defending their nest. Threatened. Defe- yeah. The, defending okay, so they're threatened, the, defending the and then queen. they want to sting, but they don't realize that when I sting, I die. Yeah, well, I mean... Do they only sting humans? No, they sting anything that comes around bees, them. Bees are a hive mind, right? So right. that's why, like, bees have a purpose, and that's why bees only sting you if you agitate them, right? Um, and that's that's why it's it's much more crucial to a bee to sting, because, like, like Tom said, it kills the bee. So... That's why people hate wasps, because wasps do not die when they sting you, and they can come at you again and again and again. Yeah. And also, they don't serve a purpose like pollination. I see. Yeah. So there's just no point for wasps to exist. Well, well no, they they are useless, useless, annoying jackass. We can have, can we have that question? We could possibly have that question about a number of animals, right? Well, would you ask? Then what? I seem like the anti-animal guy. I don't want to go there. I don't yeah, remember go there. the segment well, when it's like, getting super well, deep. Well, here, here's the, here's the thing though, and I and you said you know well why would the why would it sting if it knows it's going to die? Okay, well, why would a male black widow ever? Uh, have sex with the female black widow because she eats him after sex. That's disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting. I'm appalled, okay? <laughs> You've gone too far, Tom. <laughs> These That's... weird animal stories are going to give me... The, not stories, facts. Yeah. Like, why? That, but that's part of why a black widow is called a black widow. Because it became... Yeah. Yeah. It... it it once the male spider. I, hadn't thought of, I really hadn't thought about that before, yeah. but then they become a widow because they ate their husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she kills she kills the male and eats him. You don't need to do that though. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. <laughs> I, I don't animal, know why I'm they do that. Animal Kingdom's crazy, man. Three, three, four. Yeah, eight, I'm with seven. you there. There's no need for that, but the, it's a thing. That that's happens. what I'm, I'm declaring it now. That's what this third hour is turning into: the most random <laughs> Animal Kingdom facts. So, that's what we're going for. Today on the program, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 to be a part of the program. Matt from Auburn. Matt has called in to join us. What do you got for us today, Matt? I, you know, I just had to call in and uh, uh, provide some, some more of these, these animal stories because the first time I ever remember getting stung by a bee was uh, at a harvest festival when I was five years old. Uh, I was at Glenwood at the time. I had just eaten a funnel cake. You know, I'm feeling good. Got the sugar high going. 
uh, and I'm over by the concession stand over at the by where the football fields are. It's where they had the cakewalk at that time. And I had my hand up on the wooden armrest or the wooden handrail for the steps. I'm rubbing my thumb on it, and I'm like, "Huh, something feels fuzzy. It feels cool." So I just kept rubbing it, finger right in the thumb. Uh, not fun at five years old. Freaked me out. It was the first time I'd ever been stung. Oh yeah. Uh, but I've been stung multiple times. I don't remember all of them, but I remember specifically one time getting stung by something at Chihuahua right on the side of the neck and never found out what it was. And that, I was like 10 or 11. At that point was the first time that I found out that wet tobacco pulled the, the sting out. Yeah. Um, but, Tom, you talk about having raid and stuff, you know, at each door. We, Me and my wife used to have a townhouse in Phoenix City. And our back porch, you know, me and some buddies of mine, we'd always be on the back porch on Sundays. Well, it got cold. So we quit going out there. The next time it got warm, we tried to go out there, and we looked up, and there were like 60 black widows yeah. out there. And there was nothing, like no amount of spray we could buy that would, would get rid of them. You know, we'd, we'd spray out there, and then all of a sudden, you know, two days later, there's another 30 out there. And it's just, I could not figure out where they were coming from or what was causing it or anything. We took it to the apartment complex. There was nothing they could do. You know, I mean, they could call pest control, but we're basically doing what pest control is going to do. So it, it was just, that was the most freaked out I've ever been. Like, look outside, and there's 30 black widow's nests outside. Oh, awful. Terrifying. And they all ate their husbands. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. <clears throat> That's Bunch awesome. Cannibal. <laughs> uh, no, I've never, I've, I have never been stung by a hornet. I do get those things in my office every now and then that look like yellow jackets, but they're big. You know what I'm talking about, Tom, or anybody? Uh, they're but, like an inch and a half long from from head to head to tail. I mean, that almost sounds like a hornet. Okay, it may be. I just remember one time they got in and. Uh, I had one and actually stood up and punted it right into the ceiling and onto the floor and stepped on it. So it there you go. By it. I took one out for you, Tom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, good to hear from you today, buddy. Hey, y'all too. Y'all have a good one on War Eagle. War Eagle. That's up. Matt from Auburn joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 888 9 Josh from Jackson's Gap has called in to chat with us. What you got for us, Josh? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Matt, another interesting fact about honeybees okay. uh, y'all were talking about. Um, the male bee, which is called a drone, yeah. uh, its only purpose in life is to mate with a queen. All right? And after it mates with a queen, it, its penis falls off and he dies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, man, they got some uh, pretty cool video of uh, a queen bee mating flight that, that shows it, and it's, it's pretty wild. But, yeah, I have honeybees, and, uh, you know, one of the things that triggers uh, honeybees' defense is, you know, dark colors. So that's why most people wear light-colored oh. bee suits and stuff like that because it's in their – in their genetic code or their DNA to defend, uh, you know, 
because bears, all those kind right. of dark, dark, dark animals would, uh, you know, going after the honey or the, or their larva or whatever. And that's, uh, why you don't wear dark clothes around honeybees. The more, yeah. you know, it makes, makes perfect sense. It, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild, man. Bees are, bees are really, really amazing creatures, man. I don't even, I don't even think of them as insects now. It's just, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. So. How do you but feel about wasps then, Josh? Wasps? Oh, uh, man, I call them flying buttholes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yellow oh. jackets, wasps. And that guy was probably talking about a European hornet about an inch and a half, almost That's... two inches long. They almost looked like that uh, Asian hornet <clears throat> that they were talking about earlier or last year, the murder hornet. Yeah, the murder, yeah. <laughs> They're almost as big, yeah. and uh, they're pretty wild creatures as well. They <laughs> They uh, live in the ground. I, I work with for a cable company, and we run across them every now and then underground um, nests and stuff like that. They're 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 pretty bad. Josh, this has been great, very enlightening. We appreciate the call today, man. Let's do it again. All right, no problem. All right, See that's uh, Josh from Jackson's Gap joining us there on the program. We did it. What? We we did it. Oh man. Uh we have got some phone calls about we, it. We got some phone yeah. calls about it. And also I must say the you sports learned call I learned something and the sports call bingo card has been completed. <laughs> the word penis has been said <laughs> on this show. Who would have thought? And uh yeah, who would have thought we'd get to this moment? And and here we are. It has it has happened. I'm, I'm gonna. I can't discredit. I mean, I'm not gonna argue against what Josh said, but no, that is frightening. I well, mean, we mate, no more penis, and then I'm dead. <laughs> or 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 your wife eats you. Yeah. Which, which would you rather? <laughs> yeah. That's lose like, <laughs> lose it and then die or be mm, eaten. tough decision. I mean, neither one is preferable because <laughs> you die either uh, way. <laughs> So here, here's my question. I know you got a phone, but I'll Would let you. you rather that is, that's phenomenal. I mean, neither scenario is great. It ends in death for the male yeah. population. What is the loudest animal in the world? The loudest. Loudest animal in the world. I other do like than, animal kingdom. Other than kingdom JJ, um, <laughs> I, an elephant. I mean, uh, it's gonna be something goofy. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. I guess. Is that a, is that an embarrassing guess? No, no, it's and, not okay. embarrassing. If I, I'm saying I'm but, not going to think of anything reasonable. I know, reasonable. but it's like an elephant just makes the noise, you know? It's loud. It is now, loud is animal, this like yeah. compared to its body size? Apparently no. not. No? See, he said apparently not. It's something small. Something small. No. Well, I don't know. What is it? Yeah, what is? All right. The loudest animal in the world is a mere two centimeter long prawn. A prawn is like a shrimp. Okay. The pistol shrimp is capable of snapping its claw shut so rapidly that it creates a bubble which collapses to produce a sonic blast louder than a Concord sonic boom. The shock shock wave can reach 230 decibels louder than the sound of a gunshot. The imploding bubble for split seconds also generates temperatures of 4,400 degrees Celsius, nearly as hot as the sun, which kills its prey. From a shrimp. A, a shrimp, shrimp called the pistol the pistol shrimp. 
I still like I would have never guessed guess. that. We've never guessed that. I still like my that. elephant guess. And yeah. I still like our would you rather. Would you rather I, be half, a... Well, halfway into that, Tom's like, oh, we'll just put these things in Jordan hair. But never mind. Never mind. Don't do it. No killing. Would no you, kill. uh, no would killing. you rather be a male black widow or a male... Is it honeybee? No, is that what no, it was? No. He said... Uh, yeah, the honeybee. The honeybee oh, is the one. The male is, honeybey, oh, the, the penis, penis falls, falls off. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, 887-3401, toll-free, one 9 Michael from Auburn. Michael has called into the show today. What's up, man? What's up, guys? I know uh, back in the day when you could tailgate on campus and the amphitheater around, you know, Auburn was pretty pretty rocking. We used to have to travel with the, the marching band, little, little squads to give little pepper rallies or whatever before Tiger Walk, and there were many times you'd go, come up on a um, adult beverage uh, uh group of, of 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 people and uh many times you know yellow jackets they like to climb in your yep. in your open can and uh yes, I've seen a couple of people get you know look like they're having a stroke and they're like, the tongue, you know and going what i've seen a few intoxicated people get stung in the tongue with a by yellow jacket why does that happen though because that i'm glad that's i feel do they like i mean why does it feel like the it's the the sugar content in there is what the the bee is going after oh and then people don't see it and they put the can or the bottle up to their mouth with a yellow jacket (laughs) all right i'm all bottles now (laughs) (laughs) only bottles stung on the mouth it's very common but I did have a sports question, or if y'all haven't commented on it, but okay. uh, Jackson, Jacksonville State making the tournament simply because the team that won their conference tournament was in this five-year ineligibility because they have to, you know, once you go to D1, you have to wait a few years, and they win the tournament, and they, they, they're they not allowed to go. And so it puts Jacksonville State in, in the tournament because of default. They won yeah. the the regular season tournament um, and uh, the team that won their actual conference tournament. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? That was that was kind of an interesting uh, little dynamic for, for the state of Alabama, for Jacksonville yeah. State, of how they got in. Yeah, it, it was really bizarre. And I, I don't um, – Brandeis, wasn't that who won the – Bellarmine. Uh, Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Brand, yeah, yeah, Bellarmine well. won the tournament over Jacksonville University. Right, who beat JSU? Who in the beat semis, JSU yeah. in the semis? But then JSU goes to the tournament. It, it's just very bizarre how that worked out. Uh, I just saw the, I saw that pop up on ESPN. I don't know the reasons why of the suspensions or why it works out that way. But hey, good on the Gamecocks. They made the tournament from after yeah, getting I just, beat. I don't know why, because isn't in football you said it was two years when you jump up from FCS to FBS when you're ineligible. Why? Why is it so long in basketball? Is it five years? Yeah, I don't know that it was a penalty as much as they were just coming up into D one from where from a lower bracket to a higher bracket. Five years is a long time. That is a long yeah, time. That's yeah, a half a decade. Yeah. yeah, you play your whole career, yeah. and you're yeah. in Division one in yeah. air quotes, but, but you can't, can't go to the tournament. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. that sucks. that sucks. That was crazy. And then uh, I guess uh, we'll find out more about you know. Uh, the WNBA Brahmer being stuck over in Russia. That's that's kind of a crazy story. Insane story. Much. Yeah, so I'll let you guys talk and, you know, and, and what your thoughts are on that. Thank you. We appreciate the call, Michael. 887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 to be a part of the program. So the sugar is, is what – because we hadn't talked – there are too many times where I've been in those settings. I have seen that. Where yeah. we're having a, a – you know – a little bit to drink and next thing you know it just feels like boom you got this uh you didn't get stung in that man no okay. no 
No, no not you. No. <laughs> if, if that if that lands in my cup, I'm dropping the cup. You know. I've criticized you for your awareness rating before, though. So <laughs> and that's I, fair to criticize. I don't know if that's fair to you criticize. would notice that necessarily. Yeah. Um, Black Widow or a male honeybee? Oh. Well, the Black Widow would be the one that would do the eating. You're talking about male Black Widow. I know. Yeah, what, okay. The male honeybee or the male Black Widow? Wait, are, so are you a Black Widow at that point if you're a male? Yeah, you're just a male Black Widow. You, but but I'm not a widow because I'm not. Well, I mean, they, but they also. We need a different title. <laughs> I demand it. We need a different title. What would we be? A male Black Spider? Well, no, because there's multiple. Well, say there's a lot of spiders. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> black mare, male I, black widow. I mean, yeah. just the idea of falling off, like that's just, that's just <laughs> no, no. That's a terrible <laughs> mental image. All that, Although, all that pleasure, and then it just falls right. off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that was amazing. I think there's still that was amazing. I think there's like, still oh, more no. honor in that than just getting eaten, though. <laughs> there is a little bit of honor of that, right? Right, I, I'm I'm delivering some level of satisfaction, and then because also you don't become a queen until that happens, right? They're just a a girl honeybee, yeah, correct. Uh huh. So there's got to be oh, there's got to be satisfaction. Helping her and, reach her, yeah, baby, her ultimate goal. You're a queen now. Oh, okay, you're a queen. <laughs> don't now, get baby. too into this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh. are you you're on the honeybee side of things, Tom? Oh man! I'm making people pick teams. I picked. I'm sorry. Well, you're you're picking teams. I mean, you're you're dead either way. Does it I, matter? It does matter. <laughs> Would you rather be eaten or you know <laughs> provide this satisfaction? Satisfaction. Satisfaction. <laughs> satisfaction, my guy. But the black, satisfaction. But the, but the black I can't talk right now. But the male black widow gets satisfaction too. Yeah. And then right. she yeah, bites him. Doing the same process? And then she bites him and kills him, and then eats him. Yeah, oh, man. No, it's sex either way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'd rather get have sex, get bit, and die instead of having my penis fall off <laughs> and then die <laughs> and then die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, Javon. I mean, I guess the honeybee. I mean, obviously, none of these situations are ideal, but given her, I guess, the satisfaction. And okay, so I'm going to be eaten thing, when I'm dead, right? Yeah, you're not going to know that you're getting eaten because you're, you're already you're, dead. So, See, you promised yeah. me you promised me I'm getting bitten, and then I'm dying, and then I get then consumed. You, right. <laughs> that might be the yeah. way to that go. That might be the way to go. That might be the way to go. I don't know if his penis falls off too or not, or if he just <laughs> dies. <but>. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still, there's still satisfaction involved. Sure, he has sex, she bites him, kills him, and eats him. JJ just like, but the satisfaction. That's, that's what he's harping that's on right important. now. That's important. That's important. <laughs> what did I? I was trying to call it satisfaction. Yeah, I, yeah you I have a college that. degree yeah. that I could point to, yes. although it surprises people many, many, many times. Um, so, uh, Brittany Griner, right? As we transition. In related news. <laughs> that's, that's, uh... As uh, we transition. Uh, detained in Russia right now. Yeah. A uh, sports story that Michael is right. You heard the breaking news over the weekend, and then we haven't heard a whole lot from it. Uh, a lot more pressing news taking place right now over there in in Russia. But, uh, yeah, unfortunate situation that uh, Griner has found herself in. Well, um, it's kind of one of those things. We were talking about Calvin Ridley and, you know, play stupid games you gotta take the punishment for them Brittany Griner apparently had a bunch of uh marijuana type stuff uh, um in her luggage going through uh 
the checkpoint there in Russia and they found it and now she's in jail because that's highly illegal over there. And I mean, you got to know better. Now, the U.S. consulate and everything, they're trying to do everything they can to get her released, mainly because of all the tensions that are going on over there. But, I mean, goodness gracious, you you have to you have to know that if you're breaking a law, especially overseas, I mean, these people don't handle stuff in Russia like we do here. Uh, you know, you get you get caught with some uh, you you get caught with some of that stuff around here, and you might get a slap on the wrist. But you go to other countries. And they will throw you under the jail for that. So, yeah, uh, bad decision by old Brittany Griner do it, taking that stuff with her over there. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 Do you have any more Animal Kingdom facts for me, Tom? Uh, oh, I can definitely find one. Uh, we, right. settled, we settled on, uh, are we Team Black Widow? I think I'd Team Black Widow for okay. me. Yeah, I'll convert to Team Black Widow. What yeah. team are you on, Ryan? Black Widow. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the shortest lifespan of any animal is a mayfly, twenty four hours. Oh, that sucks. That's terrible. <laughs> That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> That's not fun, man. Uh, what does a mayfly have a purpose? Uh, to, to splatter all over your cars <laughs> and then make you have to get multiple car washes. Yeah. That's about the only purpose I know of. <laughs> Um, dolphins get high. Like, you know, high. High. Um, so the toxic puff... Not vertical jump. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Now, if they jump out of the water, I can't get... What is the it, medical they, t- term for high? Hallucinate. Or, well, it's a hallucinogenic. Okay. It's one um, of those. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, dolphins will play... So dolphins get hallucinated? Um... Yeah, they get dolphins get high. So what they do, there's a it's called the puffer fish, it's a highly highly toxic fish that will kill a human being. It, um, uh, in in uh, Asian food culture, like it, with sushi, um, it's called I think fugu, and it has to be specially prepared by a certified chef that can do that. Because if you get the wrong toxins and you eat a piece of this fish, it will kill you. It's it's more potent than cyanide. But dolphins will. Why would you even want to? Eat it. Well, I know, because, right. well, because it actually—I um, don't care what it. To, what? <laughs> people, well, but a the a because the the idea that I guess the idea that it could kill you, but then uh, apparently it still has even enough the toxins that it gives a numbing effect to the mouth and things like that. I've never had it, but yeah, that's, I'd like to quiz the people yeah. that have had it. What <laughs> but, were um, you thinking and why? <laughs> uh, but no, uh, dolphins deliberately handle pufferfish, causing them to release toxins as a defense mechanism. These toxins can be deadly in high doses, but also have a narcotic effect and are a powerful hallucinogenic, which dolphins appear to enjoy. So, hmm. so yeah. Humans smoke weed, dolphins play with pufferfish. Yeah. Puffer <laughs> That's the way to do it, baby. That's awesome. Uh, what has this show turned into, Ryan LaVoy? Uh, a weird segment of Nat Geo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Let's take a quick timeout on the other side of this break. James from Montgomery has called into the program to say hello to us. He'll join us next here on Sports Call.
May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. J.J. Jackson, Tom Peavy, Javon Cutler, and Ryan LaVoy. Uh, this show is incredible. We've talked about everything important in the wide world of sports. Really good conversation about Calvin Ridley. And Brooks, Brooks is going to celebrate a birthday tomorrow. Big day for him. And, and J.J., why is Brooks relevant right now? Well, Brooks is always relevant. Brooks is always relevant. He has a purpose. He's meaningful. And, and Ryan, what Brooks does... He is unlike a wasp. <laughs> yeah. What Brooks does is whenever we go off on tangents, he loves to rename Sports Call into whatever version that we're talking about, you know? When we're talking about something a lot, it's no longer Sports Call. He'll say it's blah, 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 call, whatever. Mm-hmm. What would today be? What has this turned into? I shudder to think. <laughs> animal Call? Is that okay? Well, the last hour was Animal yeah, Call. Yeah, this was pretty yeah. good. This was pretty good. Uh, fact for you. Jellyfish have 24 eyes. Huh? <laughs> what? Jellyfish have 24 eyes. They've been a part of the world's ocean for over 500 million years. But as noted by current biology, they also have 24 eyes of four different types, including eyes structurally similar to those of vertebrates. I don't know. Do the hook, only thing I know about thing. jellyfish is they hurt when you get stung. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is we were true. talking about stings a little bit earlier. Hey, 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 but, hey but do you know how? You, so we talked about it, you get stung by a wasp, put wet tobacco on a wasp. Do you know what the best thing to do if you get stung by a jellyfish? Mountain Dew? No. Pee on Oh, I'd say it's urine. Oh, yeah. You, I've heard that one before. Yes. You, Mountain you, Dew? Uh, <laughs> same color, sort of, but not Do Mountain the Dew. Dew. <laughs> I don't know what got They're me They're missing an advertising that. opportunity right there. Yeah, you're supposed you're supposed, you are supposed to you urinate on a that? That, that was so out of left field. Like Mountain I've always Dew, appreciated what? the versatility of Mountain Dew, all oh, those man. flavors. They can treat a jellyfish sting. You know, it's not always sports with us. We do, you know. We I don't know how there, you started this. You you started yeah, this at the end of the last hour, uh, but then we start talking about black widows and honeybees. Their penis falls off, and then after sex, and then they die. And a male black widow. <laughs> Is eaten after sex, and, and it's just, it's a crazy show. Here of Auburn's first at Auburn's favorite sports talk show. 334 887 or toll free at 1-888-9-9 to be a part of the program. Next up, James from Montgomery. James has called into today's show. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War, War Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, I know earlier uh, y'all were talking about the Calvin and Ridley uh, case. I really do have some uh, more to add on to that. First, that was kind of unprofessional of Callan Ridley to actually go, I guess, to actually do sports betting on his team of last year. I mean, if I was in his position, I wouldn't do that. I will have to call, like, the general manager of the team or the owner of the team just to, you know, just to call in, just to check in to see 
um, what should be looked at or what should I do to actually make the team look better, you know, in the off season or in the beginning of the first or second week of the, of the postseason of the NFL? Uh, yeah, James, I don't know um, how much that would help. Obviously, Calvin really is his own man. He should know better than to um, break the rules that have been clearly established in the NFL for many decades. So I'd say this one was more on uh, Ridley, and he should take more accountability for his actions. So I don't really know how much the front office for the Falcons could have done to really prevent that as far as Ridley uh, betting. Yeah, so I think because yesterday I was listening to it on ESPN, and they said that he is uh, suspended indefinitely, so he won't be coming back when the NFL season um, begins uh, this coming up fall. So I think he's done playing NFL, but I'm not quite sure on that as well. But I just have to see um, what sources would actually uh, say on that as well. He's been suspended for one year. It's not an indefinite suspension because we know how long it is. A one-year suspension for Calvin Ridley. Yes, and then with um, a good note on that, with the Denver Broncos, I've heard that um, Russell Wilson is actually uh, picked up by the Denver Broncos, so he's a Broncos for life, so he's going to live out there in the Mile High Club, and um, I'll probably see, um, you know, I'll probably see them actually going to the Super Bowl uh, in 2022 with, um, with Russell Wilson as well. James, the Mile High Club and the Mile High City are two totally different things, no, my friend. I know, I, I know, I know. It's, it's just the nickname that they use for the Denver Broncos. No, as well. they, they use the Mile High City as I mean, a nickname. The Mile, yeah, yeah the Mile Sierra High and Russell City. might be in the Mile High Club for all we know, but uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're in the Mile High City. In a Mile High City, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. So Look I up think- Mile High Club and uh, you'll be in for a treat. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. But I think with Russell Wilson, I think he's a really good fit for the Denver Broncos. And I see great things coming out of him and uh, the Denver Broncos team when they actually uh, do the draft uh, this coming up April and seeing who they're going to actually have around him to, you know, protect him and actually give him uh, a good Super Bowl run as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll see what's next for the Broncos franchise. Yes, and then you make us Aaron, laugh, James. That was fun. Yes, yes, I know. And then with Aaron Rodgers, he's actually staying with the Green Bay Packers, so he just uh, re-signed his contract. I think for another, I think another year and a half. I'm not quite sure about four years is what was reported. Ah, good year for him. And uh, th- then he went to Twitter and said that he's um, doing. I think he's going to be. This will be his 18th year in the league, so that would be a good thing for him and uh, probably see him actually uh, go to the hall, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio sometime real soon as well. Yeah, once he retires, he's going to be eligible, and he's for sure going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes, and um, with uh, the Auburn basketball team that's going to be playing uh, tomorrow, um, I'm just going to see how Florida or Texas A&M uh, tonight, I mean, to, what tonight they, they play, play tomorrow? Florida. Yeah, so I got to see who's gonna, who's really out of those two teams who we're gonna play for Friday. So Correct. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll be playing either Florida or Texas A&M. So I'm pretty sure we might see Auburn and Florida actually play 
for the uh, quarterfinals as well, and then probably seeing who will Auburn play in the semifinals uh, on Saturday as yeah. well. And then championship on Sunday. Yeah, you don't have to hope for it. That That is the scenario. We'll find out who they play between Florida and Texas A&M when that game plays tomorrow. Yes, and then I was looking at some other games. I saw some uh, different games that were being, um, you know, suspended because uh, some of the some of the teams were actually fighting during the games. I don't know why they're doing that. I know it's a huge rivalry game between some of these uh, universities, but I think they should just take a little bit of approach and a professional approach on that as well. Where did you I see think, that? Um, it was um, different teams that I was uh, looking at um, last week and i think it was um i think it was like in the in the um it was like in a different it was like in a different uh universal conference as well a different universe no not in a different uh class of um of teams of sports teams that were playing in college uh basketball the other day i gotcha Hmm. have you been hearing our animal kingdom discussions Oh uh, yes, I just got a little, a little bit of it as well. What'd you think? Oh, it, it was awesome as well because I mean, with the with the animal kingdom uh, type uh, jokes as well. Um, I would have to say, in the animal kingdom, I will probably have to say either I'm either leaning towards a tiger or a uh, giraffe now. Believe it or not, with giraffes, with male giraffes, they will actually fight. And the reason why is this is because they will fight with their necks. And it sounds real like they're really fighting, but they're actually, uh, that's how they actually fight in the wild as well. So you love giraffes? Yes, I love giraffes because. Um, when a when a female giraffe actually have a baby, the baby giraffe actually falls six feet to the ground. Isn't that crazy? Six, yes, six feet to the ground while the mother giraffe is actually standing. Up. They'll fall right down to the ground. It is kind of crazy, you know. They, they, that's that's what they got to do. Well, we were talking about uh, kind of the honeybees, and then also <laughs> talking about kind of black widows and what happens after their mating processes, and uh, you know, death is next for the male species. Yes, as well, because I mean that is that's that's a hard way to go if you're a male black widow. That that's a really way to go. That is a hard way to go. We couldn't say it better ourselves. At least you're satisfied though after the fact, right? You get the sex and then bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, you're dead. You're you're walking into your own little funeral as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, but, you know, with all this NFL news that's um, really coming in, I'm just trying to see who's who's actually going to be the number one draft pick in this year's uh, 2022 NFL draft and who is going to actually step up from the University of Auburn and what guys do you all think that's going to make it big in the NFL yeah. uh, that's going to actually make a really good uh, turnout for their new years as well. Yeah, Auburn University, uh, Roger McCreary likely to be a first-round pick for the Tigers. The number one pick is uh, a big discussion between uh, Evan Neal, the Alabama offensive lineman, Aiden Hutchinson, a Michigan defensive lineman. Those guys have gotten a lot of publicity of late. Yes, because I looked at – I was looking at – um, Hutchinson's um, 40 time. He really did a really good uh, 40. 
in the uh, NFL Scout Combine, and he really did good. And uh, with, um, I think, Smoke Monday, if he was in, uh, in the NFL Combine, I, I actually looked at his um, bench-pressing weight, and he really did a lot, you know, when they did the um, the the weight for the uh, combine, and he really did good. So I'll probably see, you know, I'll probably see, like, Smoke Monday probably go into, like, uh, the Indianapolis Colts or the Jacksonville Jaguars or the New Orleans Saints, one of those three teams as well. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. James, it was good to hear from you today. Did you have a good Wednesday? Oh, I sure did, and I would call you all on tomorrow because I know, uh, I think it's somebody's birthday that I heard. Brooks! It's Brooks' birthday tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, so I would uh, send you a um, birthday message on uh, Facebook. Let's go. We'll We'll be sure to tell him, and he'll be excited to talk to you on tomorrow's show. All right, sounds good, and I'll call you all tomorrow And War Eagle. War Eagle, our buddy James from Montgomery joining us right there on the program. Just a joy to chat with him each and every day. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to be a part of the program. Wow, this was fun. Tom Peavy, we will see you next week. Oh, man, I, that, that, I ain't laughed that much on <laughs> in a while. This hour has been quite been remarkable. Awesome. I think the first overall pick is going to be the Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. what we learned today. Yes, Ryan, we'll see you next week. Sure will. Javon, we'll chat with you a little bit later in the program. Yep, in see, the you, week. see you. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in and calling it Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Alongside Tom Peavy, Javon Cutler, and Ryan LaVoy, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.